You're listening to episode 306 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this episode, boy does the time fly, we're talking about the series everybody else is talking about, Loki Season 2. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and that is a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, but as you guys know, I'm never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. Ooh, let me get my temp pad fixed, because I'm just stepping through, baby, Cloudus Maximus in the building on the timeline well this welcome timeline. welcome welcome cloudus maximus you make every timeline sacred but he is not alone yeah we are also being joined by the magnificent the spectacular the downright uncanny a rob the marvel god let the people hear you yo 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 what's good everybody how's everyone feeling out there in the marvel and dc worlds <laughs> I'm telling you, it's time is on our side, and that's what we'll be talking about today on this episode of the Major Issues Podcast. We'll be going into a deep dive on the show. Everybody's been talking about Loki Season 2, the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe television show to wrap up. Uh, we're feeling a bit different about this than we were about Secret Invasion, uh, but before we get into all of what pertains to that, because we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to Loki... On the rare occasion that A-Rob, the Marvel God, is here in studio to talk on the Major Issues Podcast, he likes to scour the multiverse, if you will, the universe, to go up and grab, 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 grapple, grapple, grab, some of the hottest, newest, and latest and greatest things being said, rumored, and uh, outright reported when it comes to comic books and comic book media. So without further ado, here is A-Rob, the Marvel God, with some news yo 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 as you guys if you haven't seen we have some trailers that dropped there earlier beginning of this week or last week last week this week anyway it's all starting <laughs> to melt together to be honest honestly but we got what if season two coming out in december 22nd and it's gonna be not just one not two but nine episodes dropping Jeez. one after another which one day Every day, new episode. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I'm always, I always say it, but I'm here for everything. I'm never going to complain about it. Never going to. Merry Christmas. <laughs> right? Yeah. Nine episodes leading up to the new year. What a way to start off the new year. <laughs> I really appreciated that first season. And I think it's also oh, yeah. quite, it's quite a novelty that we're doing what ifs spun out of the MCU. Like that's so. That's so niche, it's right? Because it could have just this could have just been a what if like Marvel in general, and it could have mm -hmm. been looking like characters in the comics, all that. We're literally just doing what if variants on our little <laughs> movie timeline, the movie and TV show timeline, which I think is pretty interesting. And one of the things that it seems to be, or the the main event of that trailer looks to be, uh, one of the bigger concepts about whether or what would happen if Peter Quill was actually taken to his father ego and uh, comes to Earth to help conquer it with celestial powers. And we see sort of a, um, and, uh, 
assemblance, if you will, of older, yeah. older Avengers. I think that is that looks really, really cool. But I am stoked for um, Wen Wu and the Ten Rings versus Odin. That's oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's gonna be Asgard versus the Ten Rings. Whoo, Hella versus yeah. Wen Wu or in Odin. Oh my God, that's gonna be rough. Cloudus, what do you think of that trailer? I think it was good. Um, I like the shot of them um getting together, um, because they got they got Bucky front and center look looking spooky with the ma- with the mask back on. So I thought that we were. I mean, that ain't that baby again, face so. Bucky, right? That's not. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. You know, but um, maybe he got some bad tendencies. We'll see. Yeah, because he's not deprogrammed. So I'm assuming yeah, but they, seeing, maybe just the Russians. Bucky that way got Hydra kinda... borrows. Hydra, Hydra <laughs> lends him. I gotta lend him over to help fight save the world. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited for the new character to introduce in that Native American who uh, the Native American uh, female character yes. who discovered the Tesseract. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for that story because it really seems like that's gonna be a focal point that's gonna lead into like the final episode. You know. Yeah, and it looks like they we're getting that scrapped episode of of, of Tony on Sakaar. Uh, it looked like there was some yeah. footage of, of of some of that, which was supposed to be shown in season one. Um, we know that the trick of this show is to pretend that absolutely nothing connects until you wait to the end, and a lot of it does. <laughs> um, we were even left in last season with some cliffhangers, stuff like mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Peggy Carter. Being able to go back, finding the the that weird mechy Iron Man suit and stuff. Um, so we know oh, that the there's still stopper. things. To, yeah, there's still stuff to tie. Whether or not we'll do it immediately, I think they're going to go. It's going to go like how it went last time, where they'll drip feed us a couple of what if scenarios, and then some of that stuff will connect. If they want to be really baller, get some of this stuff to go all the way to Secret Wars. If I can see Party Thor and Secret Wars, that's the, that, yeah, that's the <laughs> dream, right there. <laughs> you know, like that'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty tough. I mean, to be to be fair, we did get Captain Carter in Multiverse of Madness, so um, you know that was that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, they could just be having their fun with that. Um, when we spoke last, a Rob, we were uh, getting the people excited for the possible Madam Web trailer. <laughs> Oh <laughs> that yeah, um, that is dropped, and that people are dragging. People are dragging Miss Dakota, Dakota Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, over some of her readings in that trailer. It's a Sony trailer. I, gotta, I, I can't lie. I gotta <laughs> go. You know, it's funny. I I want to say I judged it a little bit early, but because it it's also seeing the trailer also made me want to go back and read the story again about the totems, Merlin. Everything, yeah. everything else, Same. just so I can, just so, just so it can, like, I guess, I guess, just so the movie doesn't get on my nerves as much as I think. <laughs> maybe I want to say maybe I was, yeah. you know, I disliked it. I disliked it a lot in haste. I don't think I should have gave it as much hate as I thought of. I'm, I'm akin in this movie to No Way Home, just because we had three Spider Men in that movie, and we're getting three Spider Women in this movie. So I'm mm-hmm. sensing there's going to be a lot of multiversal shenanigans just off that premise alone. Plus, with the time travel or the what's the I want to say butterfly effect that that Dakota yeah. Johnson's having in the in the movie, like you know she's seeing yeah. something before it happens and then it happens or it doesn't happen. She has to prevent it from happening. Like, like really dope premise. I'm really hoping it does lead into which is a rumor that I'm going to talk about soon into Spider-Man. You know, 4. It's, you know what's you know what's funny. It's um I think. 
who was it that mentioned it? Joe, I think it was actually um George. He said um it's it the whole movie is Madam Webb asleep and having this and having this dream. And oh then when she wakes up, when she wakes up, she's old. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. God, good golly. Was it you? They would do it. You just no, said something would, like that. They would do it though. They would you do know it. My, my fear, as I've stated multiple times before, when they did Joker, I said they won't have the restraint not to do Crime Alley because they, they just can't. They just have and to I feel like, <laughs> And I feel like with this being set when it's set, it's supposed to be set uh in the early 2000s and we know via a shot of a particular passport that mm -hmm. somebody was born in august of 2001 and that would be mm -hmm. tom holland's peter parker spider-man mm -hmm. i i get this i'm getting my spider senses are tingling that yeah, mines are definitely tingling that dakota johnson's character will either help <laughs> i was gonna say help create but that's between she's she's gonna bite him that's between his parents that's between his parents but she's either gonna help like ben and mary meet or she's going to help peter get bit or there's gonna be something she's gonna to bite peter you. herself bro i heard a rumor <laughs> that basically matt the madam webb's whole purpose is to protect mary parker who's peter's mom Right, like Ezekiel's trying to prevent him from being born because of what that version of Peter is going to become, or what they're all going to become. You know, interesting. Because, mm. um, uh, in this film as well is Emma Roberts, and Emma Roberts is a well-known actress. She's somebody that if you put in a film, people expect to know what she's doing. They have not said what she's doing in this, uh, so people are pointing to the fact that she may be Mary Parker. Similarly, Adam Scott's character has not been given a name, and people have been theorizing for a very long time that he might be playing a young Ben Parker. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if these people are supposed to be people that, like, are we going to see Marissa Tomei in this somewhere, somehow, right? Because she's the aunt. Oh, uh, you know. Ooh, young, young Marissa Tomei. Oh, my. Yeah. Mm. I, I, am, I, I am theorizing that the, this film is um the the metaphor i've been putting out is this film is sony showing up in the morning and putting their name on the multiversal project that is <laughs> the mcu <laughs> like the mcu has been working up staying late we'll connect this with this and it'll make sense because we'll connect that with that and then sony strolls and what we're doing multiverse yeah i did mine look <laughs> and then they just you know they write their name real quick They're like just put it with the rest of them and like i what but they they've been trying to connect you know when you look at stuff like venom right coming over to 616 uh vulture shooting from 616 over to wherever the hell morbius lives who knows um and now this this to me screams as and that tree that appeared in across the spider-verse when they showed mm -hmm. the timelines very similar to how they shown the sacred timeline we'll talk about all that in this it just leads me to believe that madam webb is the issue zero of their spider-verse in my opinion, it's the, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't watch it, someone could explain it to you. You don't necessarily, you, know what I'm <laughs> you don't necessarily have to, you know, there'll be a recap in the next movie, you know, whatever, but I'll be there day one as I am with all these films. And then just, you know, uh, cl clutching my hand until I start to bleed a little bit when, when certain moments <laughs> and stuff happen, but, um, yeah, they're making it and we'll, we'll be, we'll be seeing it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Madam Web is dropping uh, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. Yes. Also, in addition to that release date, uh, Echo coming out January 10th 
of 2024 yep. and uh, apparently we're gonna get all six episodes at once and from that lad the trailer the last trailer that dropped they're taking some beats from how they used to do the netflix marvel shows for us gritty it's a little bit dark you know kingpin's back so you yeah. know <laughs> it's gonna be going nice now that you said that i wonder if the the um dropping all the episodes I wonder what's the context for that because initially I thought they were dropping all the oh, episodes because yeah. they weren't very proud of it, right? But right. maybe they're dropping all the episodes very similar to, like you said, the Netflix of it all, right? Like that's kind of how people remember those series being dropped. A third reason could possibly be you maybe not want to constantly be promoting this on the streaming service if kids can't watch it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're every week, new episode of Echo, you got to watch a new badass episode of Echo. And it's like, I can't. My mom will take the damn parental controls off. Maybe because, like, if when you do something like this, it's up to Disney 100% to decide how much of it's going to be connected to the overall. And if you know not all your audience can watch it because they're not all of the age, I wonder how much, you know, how how to the side she'll be pushed or how brought in she'll be. Uh, we already know that Daredevil is going to be in this. I don't know necessarily if we've heard anything about ratings for Born Again, but hey. You know, I grew up with Marvel, yeah. so hopefully Marvel grows up with me. They get a little <laughs> bit old. They, you know, they could buy a pack of cigarettes if they want to. Now it's been a couple <laughs> years. Now, right? Good 15, 15. 15. Golly. Bonkers. But yeah, we were getting, we'll be getting that, that, that film soon enough. Yeah, facts. Also, in addition to that, like I said, Madam Web is dropping February 14th. We have, uh, well, I guess. A few movies dropping in 2024, only one on the MCU side, three on yep. the Sony side. So, you know, we, let's do Sony Cause, first. Because the MCU is like, let them, let, you know, let, let them, them, yeah, let them then, get that shit. And then we're going <laughs> to say, you see, we let them. We didn't that's even, what they, we that's didn't what even they did with, with them. That's what they did with, that's what they did with Madam Web. And then they released the What If trailer <laughs> two oh, hours yeah. later. Facts. <laughs> Yeah. Right, which one? Which, what are you gonna do? So you, guys gonna done, you guys are done now, right? You guys are done. Now watch <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, listen. Let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. for that what, what was that line? Uh, his name is Ezekiel Sims. He was he was <laughs> studying spiders or something like that with my mom. <laughs> they do a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders just before she died. <laughs> uh, that is, um, they're dragging her that, for that line. In that same, in that same, in that same, you know, scene, everybody gets with great power becomes great responsibility speech. Oh my God! Could you imagine that? Everybody, everybody's gonna get it. All, all at the, all at. No, they gotta do that. No, they're not gonna get it at the same time. No, they gotta do that at Beyond, bro. They gotta do that at Beyond. Miles gotta give the great power, great responsibility speech to all the Spider people. That's his Avengers assembly. That's the only. Those are like one of the only few, the only few Spider-Man movies that were good. Yeah, but that's the thing. Once they realize that well, those well, were well, good, they've been to, rushing to, to Sony, with When it comes to, to Sony, films. anyway, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Venom. I, I was trying to be nice, bro. 
Venom 3 is coming out, I think they said. They're yeah. working on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they said it's already started filming, I, I think. Started or resume filming? Uh, resume filming. Uh, in addition to Venom, uh, Craven's coming out August 30th, 2024, and Venom is coming out November 8th, 2024. So, yeah, three Sony movies for 2024. One more uh, movie, and it's going to be Deadpool 3, yeah, Deadpool. July 26th of 2024. So, mark them counters, people. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Um, we are. We also got a trailer for the last comic book film to be theatrically released this year. I believe it dropped today, but we also got a new trailer, I want to say, last week of Aquaman 2. Um, it continues to look like Aquaman 2. And uh, <laughs> the only thing is, in this latest trailer, they show that Black Manta has ramshackled this man's house and has taken the baby. That bro, oh, that baby, oh, not the baby. That baby, <laughs> we, that baby's we're getting, done for. We're getting closer, closer. They might alley oop it, um, but I th- want to say on Jimmy Kimmel, he was asked about like, oh, you know, what's the likelihood of Aquaman three? And he was kind of like shocked by that question because to him, that whole door's been closed on that whole universe, right? Since James Gunn yeah. said in January that he's rebooting it, so he. In like realizing that they may not know that yet, he kind of like was like, "Well, you know, uh, you know, I like that character. I feel like we're closing a, a chapter on that, but uh, there's always room for me at DC." Because the main man, you heard? I'm looking odds are the little things I'm looking Lobo. forward to. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward, forward to. That. Hasn't been announced. I would put him in Superman Legacy. <laughs> Screw it, just like that Superman, <laughs> yeah. uh, a Man of Tomorrow film or whatever. Um, so yeah, making the classic, uh, making the classic goofy uh, Aquaman. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Well, I wonder if they're gonna recast Aquaman outright, right? Because oh yeah, because Jason Momoa be playing Lobo. Yeah, if he's playing Lobo, then we gotta see. Uh, yeah, if they go classic blonde, traditional Aquaman, they got they might have some room for that. I ain't mad at them. I think so. Some 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 surfer boy out there, uh, but. Oh, yeah. Some pretty boy. What's your with, where where are you guys at on Aquaman two? Where you, uh, where's your excitement at? It literally drops in a month. <laughs> I I want to see it just off the fact that I, um I really li- I liked um Aquaman one a little bit, but more yeah, so, more so more so more so just to witness the end of the the end of that and the closing of that. You know, because Momoa's been knocking it out of the park as far as um <clears throat> Aquaman goes. You know, so yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I do want to see it in IMAX just because of like the spectacle like Aquaman brings. Like the first movie killed it in terms of like on-screen epic battles and how much CGI did it take to make this happen? Like, you know, the budget was massive, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And, like I want to and like and like Cloud said, I want to see the rest of the story play out in the rest of this universe. Like we already we've been here since what, 2011? I want to see how this plays out. So I'm here for the rest of the ride. <laughs> this is the tenth year of the DCEU. This of, of of the Snyder of Cavill. Uh, Man of Steel comes out in 2013. 2011, which is what you were possibly thinking of, um, is when Green Lantern came out. Green Lantern was initially slated to be the first film of the DCEU, and when that happened, they were like, uh, "We're just gonna go Nolan on this because <laughs> Dark Knight did well, and then Dark Knight Rises did well, and they were like, can you do Superman?'" He was like, "I will." executive produce i'll stay in the back and and you know nod my head yeah nod <laughs> my head basically 
Um, but yeah, I guess the future is kind of bright. Looking yeah. at it that way. On DC side of things, yeah, but it's also looking bright on Marvel side of things. We finally got some confirmed dates for some movies coming out in 2025. Uh, you know, we got Captain America. Like I said before, hold on. We have Deadpool in July 26, 2024. Mm-hmm. We have Captain America Brave New World in, on Valentine's Day, February 14th of 2025. The Fantastic yep. Four in May 2nd, 2025. The Thunderbolts of July 25th. Uh, in 2025, and Blade of November in November 7th, you know, 2025. Yeah. So, no, no King Dynasty, no Secret Wars, you know, no, 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 four, <laughs> no five, no Ant Man four, no Doctor Shane's three, but Shane Chi and the Eternals two are in development alongside of a uh, Vision Quest, uh, Wonder Man. And Agatha House of uh, Harkness or Dark Host Dark Stories or Diaries or Dark Host Diaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, business on the on the Thunderbolts front seemingly uh, picked up this week because uh, creator of The Walking Dead and an Invincible, Robert Kirkman, because he absolutely has nothing to lose with Marvel and he's getting paid, you know, truckloads of money from Amazon and everybody else. They asked him about uh, Stephen Yun, who plays um, uh, Mark in Invincible, and Glenn in The Walking Dead. They were asking about him. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's in that Marvel movie. I hear he's playing the Sentry." Just drops it. Just dropped it like that. And then they were like, "Whoa, can you say that?" And he's like, "Well, I don't work for them. What can? What are they gonna do to me?" <laughs> that was that was bold. <laughs> I mean, he does it. He literally, it, he'll be making money in perpetuity for all that When stuff. it happened, I'm like, we we knew this. That I knew bold. this. I'm like, I wasn't surprised. I like, I swear, I'm like, this. They already divulged this information. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a big hot rumor for a hot minute. Yeah. From one yellow and blue hero to the next, I'm more interested to see how he's gonna be as the void. To be honest. And I want really? the long hair. Give me the long hair. Find the long hair, please. Well, <laughs> with him out and about, we're gonna have now in the universe. This goes back we, to a lot of heavy. A lot of heavy. A lot of heavy. Yeah, you're gonna have Sentry with the Void always possible, and then you're gonna have fucking Adam Warlock and Magus always mm-hmm. possible. And I don't oh, like yeah. any of that. <laughs> I don't like any of that going on. Everybody <laughs> just chilling, acting like these people can't snap any them- minute. One of them, now we can't have both of them at the same time. One of them is going to have to job <laughs> to either Kang or, or somebody big, bro. That's how I feel. I mean, they might not even touch on Magus, but you don't yeah, do Sentry without Void, in my opinion. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, no. I feel the same. But somebody, I, I somebody's, getting, somebody's getting jobbed for the sake of the story. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the big picture, somebody's getting jobbed, bro. Yeah. I am curious how he's going to play the character, though. Like, how how they're going to introduce him? I'm sure there's going to be some government project pseudo super soldier thing. But like, I want to see how he plays the mental illness side of Bob. Like, Bob is a known schizophrenic in the comics. Like, and the void is a whole thing that he has to keep suppressed at all times. Like, I I want to see this play out. I want I want I need to know how it's going to play out with with Steven Yun. I loved in um I want to say it's Dark Avengers that like Norman talks to him like he's a puppy, like he's like he's like very careful about okay Rob now I'll go over there and attack that woman and then he goes and beheads Morgan Le Fay and he comes back and he's like did I do it right and he's like 
Yeah, that did exactly what what I what I needed. So I hope somebody is like that with him. Maybe it's Valentina. You know, somebody's gotta like because he really doesn't know the extent of his powers, and he ends up doing some incredibly gruesome things in the Marvel universe at mm-hmm. various different times. I think at one point he becomes a uh, Horseman of Apocalypse, even. Um, so, yeah. uh, Century Century's on the radar, baby. Uh, yeah, I got things to do over there, Marvel. You might want to slow down on the introductions, cause <laughs> unless y'all doing, I mean, y'all doing something I don't even know at this point. So who knows what y'all preparing for? I, I'm really hoping that this rumor is true. Like since the end of Love and Thunder, Hercules is coming to Earth, right? Yeah. And then the Thunderbolts have to deal with that. Of course, the first time they deal with them, they lose. So they introduce the Sentry, and then of course the Sentry puts the paws on uh, Hercules. So Hercules costs him backup. His brother yeah. comes through, Ares, and then okay, hopefully okay. We get that classic that classic scene of Ares getting ripped well, he in half. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his spine. It's just the right. treatment. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, now that you say that, there is fuel to that fire because. If I'm not mistaken, the reason why that fight actually happens is because of New Asgard, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And all the it's, things with President Ritz said in Secret Invasion with all off-worlders are, are just enemy combatants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a situation where they send the Thunderbolts, you know, in or around New Asgard to be like, yo, what y'all doing here? <laughs> kind of stuff. And then they're like, what you doing here? <laughs> and then they gotta, right. get, they gotta get a freaking Superman in. Uh, to handle that kind of stuff, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. We'll see how much of that they can do in the next two years. <laughs> I have faith. I think they can do it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm hoping for some good stuff. Um, we still got people rallying against the Marvels. It's hit its second uh, lowest week or whatever, second biggest drop in MCU history. It's weird, man. So many more MCU films deserved this performance. I don't think this one did, and it's it's right. weird to. It's weird to have people like praise that this is the one that fell when it, in my opinion, like so many others should have done way worse than this. Uh, but it's still out, people. Go see it if you can. I still think Mon Vellani is a treat. And uh, there's some stuff at the end that will get people excited for the future of Marvel. Maybe not as excited as uh, our main event today. But uh, yeah, you know, to each his own for all time, always. <laughs> Yeah, it. but that's all I got on the side of news. I mean, unless you want to talk about uh, Nick Holt. We'll talk about the two biggest what? rumors and speculation. Uh, it turns out some offers have been made, uh, both on the Marvel and the DC side. Nothing has been absolutely concrete, but the offers are on the table. Over on Marvel's ta- over on Marvel's side, on the table of a dapper Pedro Pascal is the offer to be Reed Richards slash Mister Fantastic in the yes sir uh, let's go the reboot of uh, Fantastic Four. Um, I'm 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 a little bit uh, like I think he could do Reed, but to be honest, I think anyone could do Reed. I kind of want whoever <laughs> plays Reed to be able to do a good maker too. I wonder if he's got a little ah. You know, if we get a good maker, if he's got a good evil side to him, a good little sinister kind of twisted side to him, I think, you know, chef's, chef's kiss. Um, just, just give Ben some pants. No, <laughs> no pants for Ben ever. 
I want Ben I to have wa- pants. I still want Ben to be yelling about Yancey Street hooligans. That's that's the Ben I need. I want <laughs> the Ben that's shaking his fist. And he's like, you Yancey, these damn Yancey Street kids always messing with me. That's what I need for my Ben. Sue Storm is still heavily rumored to be Vanessa Kirby. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. Uh, she'll be coming off of Napoleon, which will, you know, which is, I believe, in theaters now. So uh, we'll see there. But on the DC side of things, Nicholas Holt, who has famously tried out for Batman and Superman, has decided <laughs> DC's decided he's best being against those gentlemen because he has been offered the role of Lex Luthor in uh, Superman Legacy film. Um, he famously brought life to Hank McCoy's Beast, uh, but he may not have that job any longer. So now he's coming over to the DC side of things to shake things up uh, and play Lex Luthor. I think it works. This might be the one of the youngest Superman casts we've ever had, to be honest. Like I feel like everyone in all the Superman movies I've ever seen is all fifty. Like they're all <laughs> except for like Brandon <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> You know, but like everybody else has been like up there, up there. Uh, Nicholas Holt, what is he, 30 something? Uh, I want to say 32. Mutant and Proud, Nicholas. Don't forget. Don't forget, Nick. Mutant and Proud. Mutant and Proud. 33. 33. 33. They're trying to keep him around. I got now, I got to see this real quick. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, da, da, da. Seven years ago was what? 2000 and... He was the same age that uh, Jesse Eisenberg was when he got Lex Luthor. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> they definitely trying to, they tr- definitely trying to get, them, get them young because in order for them to tell the stories they want to tell, they got to be willing to be around for a little while. Lex Wait, look at the MCU, hit, bro, hit. too, right? They're like, yeah. are you here or are you here, bro? We got to be real with this. <laughs> James Gunn said this is chapter one. Mm-hmm. This, like, five next five years is going to be chapter one. So you know one. Lex, so you know Lex got to be around for a little while, at, at the very least. And then you oh, know yeah, Gunn so. is over there calling people on the other side, like, hey, yo, your trilogy finish up? Like, how many more movies they got you for over there, bro? Like, I come over here, dear little son? I put you on HBO Max. I mean, Max. You know what I'm saying? You know, Thor 5. You, <laughs> you ever met John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff. But I think he could do it. I, th- I saw Nicholas Holt in the menu. He was pretty damn good in it. I, th- I think he'll... Do good with that. But besides those casting rumors, um, we just got a lot to look forward to next year. We'll be covering on this show uh, Gen V, which I have not even touched, and I'm super excited to uh, watch and, re- and review on here. Um, obviously, Aquaman. What If dropping a-, a different episode every week. Then Echo coming up. Um, and... M- Madam Web in February. So we got a good a good 90 days stocked full of content, uh, which is always great on this side. But what is all that content without the magnificent, the spectacular, the downright uncanny A-Rob the Marvel God who went and brought us the news. And the old. <clears throat> For all time always. Now, we had a guest for our secret invasion episode someone near and dear to a rob the marvel god heart 
Uh, <laughs> and she has graced us again to help us review and recap Loki season two. Ma'am, if you can introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, I'm not used to the introductions. I don't do this. What? <laughs> oh, why y'all do me like this? I got no warning. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, um, technically, my tag is Grigio Fay Girl, so I don't know if that counts. It does. I like that. I like that. Hey. All right, we take okay. this. Um, <laughs> that's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk all things Loki. Um, bunch of people have a bunch of different uh, ideas, opinions on it. Just giving you the homework up front. The second season of Loki, based on Marvel Comics character of the same name, sees Loki working alongside Mobius and Mobius, Hunter B-15, and other members of the TVA to navigate the multiverse in order to find Sylvie, Ravona Renslayer, and Miss Minutes. It is set in the MCU, sharing continuities with films of the franchise. The season is produced by Marvel Studios, with Eric Martin serving as head writer, and just Justin, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead leading the directing team. Hiddleston reprises his role as Loki from the film series alongside Sofia Martino as Sylvie, Wunmi Musako as Hunter B-15, Eugene Cordero, Neil Alice, Owen Wilson, Gugu Mbatha Raw, Tara Strong, and Jonathan Majors, all of whom are reprising their roles for the first season. So before we get into our recap and review... Wow. What did you guys think of the series and do you recommend it? There's so much Marvel out right now. There's so much content out right now. There's a bunch of people um, who haven't made up their mind about where they should spend their time. Uh, we'll start with you, Claudius Maximus. Did you enjoy this season and would you recommend it to others? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I, did, I did, however, I will say... Um, I might have enjoyed the first season a little bit more. Interesting. Um, however, that last episode for season two, banger! My favorite episode of of the whole of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I have a slightly for controversial sure. opinion, but I will leave it to yeah. the end. I go All to right. House Marvel God for the. <laughs> what did you guys think? Goaded. Loki continues to be the goaded series of Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. Highly watchable. Bingeable. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Man. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, I thought it was a really good follow-up. It's something that usually in a season two of something for it to only have two seasons. Is it only going to have two seasons? That's yeah. what it's looking like. So, so like for it to only be like one after another, it didn't do that whole like sequel poops the bed thing. It actually right. like was really nice. Um, but I'm gonna have to agree um with Maximus. I like season one more. And I do agree too. There was a lot more going on with season one, a lot more different places we visited too. We didn't we didn't know what we were gonna expect with season one. That's the thing. Right. So the follow-up, the follow-up, we kind of knew a lot more going going in for season two. But for me, that that last episode of oh, man, man. That's why I said goaded. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Glorious purpose come full circle. <laughs> okay, so that is that why the Marvel suck? Because they put all the time there. <laughs> that's what some people are saying that's okay. what some people are thinking i will say i will say this my controversial opinion kind of lies with what you guys have been saying i think that you could have taken episodes out of 
both seasons and kind of made all of this a little bit of a tighter tighter thing altogether. Whether you had to go eight episodes, you know, because it was both two six two six episode seasons. The only right. thing that makes me not cement that opinion is I also thought that the first season had a hell of a banger of a of a finale. Mm-hmm. That that whole he who remains thing they had to end yeah. it there because you had to go to Quantumania, deal with that so that we can get end up going right back over with Loki. Literally at the end of Quantumania, Loki and Mobius are in that that uh, post credit right. So they needed to pause the story there. But if they this could have, in my opinion, been almost an immaculate tight eight to ten episode series. There's a couple of stuff. Even when I'm doing recaps, I'm like, oh yeah, like what happened to that? thing that they were doing there what happened to that thing and then uh, and then you realize they kind of like wrap it all up really really quickly towards the end um once we get once the big moment of this season happens which is the thing we're trying to prevent happening almost all the plot points go to the wayside because it's all about mm-hmm. now <laughs> fixing the one problem um and then once it gets fixed all the problems that were by the wayside they just kind of push to either deal with in other films or po- quite possibly never deal with again. Um, we, we'll, we'll talk about how this uh, franchise might be shifting entirely from the Kang of it all and the Kang dynasty of it all because that stuff is, uh, is a bit much. But um, if you guys are ready, we can get into our recap and review of Loki Season 2 and talk about what actually went on there. Everybody good yeah. to go? Everybody got their temp pads ready? let's do it let's do it so my boy uh look i love i love oh i love all the merch um so one of the things i loved about this show and this season you were talking about you know how there's a lot of seasons two season twos that kind of just shit the bed because season one sometimes uh exceeds people's expectations so much that it's kind of hard to top that what I loved about the beginning of this season is where we hit the ground running. Literally, Loki is running through the TVA, right? We are immediate. Uh, we spoken on this podcast about me, to- like, sort of bitching about like things in Marvel that we never see the consequences of, but we are immediately seeing the consequences of Loki season one here in Loki season two as he's running around all crazy, time slipping in and out of time, going to TVAs where people don't recognize him, and then back to the present. Um, I love this, um, I love how Loki, a God, right? How urgent he makes the, he who remains problem. I love how he bursts into rooms. He's like, you don't understand. I've seen him. Yes. He's terrifying. And he is I coming. I did appreciate that. Nothing- <laughs> the yeah. first episode dropped the fear, the fear, the urgency that he set the premise of about he who remains this Kang variant. I would that's it sealed the deal for me. Like, yo, this is yes. The Never threat is real. Look scared, yeah. Right. A god being scared of just a mortal man, like the oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's what's interesting about that dynamic is that no one that he's talking to understands the scope, right? And one could argue if you've only seen Loki season one, you may not understand the scope. But we're all going in this with quantum media knowledge. We've mm-hmm. seen a version of him murk whole universes and about to get back in his ship and go do it again if, if Janet would have left let his ass. Then we saw that same person militarize an entire quantum realm, you know, over a 
couple set of years and basically amass an entire army when given the chance. So we have that same kind of understanding with Loki. Like, yeah, he ain't playing. Please, whatever. If anyone wants to help him, we need to stop this whole uh, Kang thing from popping off because <laughs> it, 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 it's big. It's huge. But you have that and the time slipping together. So he's not making any sense to Mobius, right? Because he's just like doing that whole thing and then <laughs> and then uh, whatever. So then we meet OB. That OB is my man's. I mess with yeah, OB heavy. Boris. Boris. Um, who works in their like research and development portion of the uh of the TVA. Um and he they're trying to help Loki from this whole time slipping thing, and it's discovered that if they are, are able to get their hands on a temporal aura distractor extractor, they'll be able to pull Loki out of time. Well, they don't have one. Well, Loki ends up going back in time, helping build one. I love that whole sequence of him like, wait a minute, I do have one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right here. Um, that was well, really you, cool. Yeah, what do you guys think of that? Uh, I, and yeah, some Marvel's writing their their own um, their own time travel rules. I think every universe has their own time travel rules, and the idea of this like active writing of the book while someone's reading it is really really cool. Um, but what do you guys think of Ki uh, Hui Kwan? I hope I'm saying his name right. Ki Hui Kwan. Um, introduction and just overall uh involvement in this season what do you think about obi um, first of all he's the only one that works down there so he's <laughs> yeah, the, he's the only one in that department <laughs> yeah yeah he is. and i i found it hilarious when the last time he said mobius was down there was like probably like hundreds of years ago i think or something like that or probably yeah. just like the first time oh, he was yeah. down there and it was by mistake <laughs> it was by mistake and then he left <laughs> he was like hey, that was my last guest i love the childlike nature in his delivery like everything he delivers yeah. he delivers like a five-year-old who's like in wonder of what he just saw <laughs> hi nice to meet you we're all gonna die right, we're gonna die yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? what? <laughs> he's like oh you know what he's doing yes can you stop it no no <laughs> And he's like, why not? He's like, it's not supposed to happen. He goes, but it is happening. He goes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's so great in this. And um, the actor himself is just so, so, such a graceful and gracious uh, uh, person that that energy just exudes through him. It's super cool. He definitely is so, the top three side characters of a show. Top three. Rob Deborah Wong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wong. Wong hey, Madison. Right. <laughs> Don't get Madison. Um, so they end up going through this whole situation where they got to pull them out of time using the temporal oral dis uh, extractor that they have now just built. They end up successfully pulling him through time in like kind of like a, a tense moment because he has like one of those things that he's supposed to wait till it turns green uh, before he presses the button, and I'm all stressed out, and Mobius is out there in the in the suit, all stressed out, and uh, Homeboy's like, I gotta close the doors, and I'm I'm like, this is the first episode, what are they gonna do? But I was still like on my seat, like I hope all this same, goes through. Same, I was sweating, Loki. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. There you go. And Mobius, as you saw, um, he was even willing to wait. Like he was like, Yo, chill. I think you know he's trying to wait for his homeboy. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then Loki eventually ends up getting pulled through time, getting saved, and so he's good. Um, but he also sees when the, once they come through, he sees that 
there is a almost a renegade sect of the TVA loading up full of pruning bombs, bombing pruning bombs. Is that what they call them? Uh, pruning pruning devices, and they're all seemingly headed time somewhere. Bomb? So time bomb. I like that. Uh, yeah a bunch of time bombs and they're getting ready to do something they perceive that what they're doing is um going to look for sylvie uh but we see sylvie and she's at a mcdonald's in uh, in in broxton oklahoma chilling 1982 am i the only one who who thought sylvie was a little underserved in this season I felt like oh, she yeah, didn't get yeah. as much to do as as oh, that. Not it, was that, it was that scrapped episode, bro. Don't worry. It was that scrapped yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I what feel like they totally had plans for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For more? Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Uh, hopefully they release it in like an assembled episode or a what if or something. Because we definitely Sylvie was un- like she didn't get she really didn't have much to do at all. Like it seemed like they played her played her up to be like a like a huge focal point, but it shifted because like they were looking for her. Now they found her. Hey, but temporal loom, you know, we gotta deal with this. We gotta find Kami. And then it was just like she was like one of those plot points that went straight to the wayside once this bigger problem like started to manifest. I mean, well, priorities because like if there's no timeline or anything, <laughs> there's no other sub problems. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't know when this was shot, um, the second season of Loki, but if it was anywhere near the first season and she had just come off having a kid, mm-hmm. maybe she like needed more time at home and so uh, like she had less time in the show. So she so I'm it was sure it, it was, was like post, anything. No, I love it. Cause then it was just uh Sophia on set that annoyance that she had every time she saw Loki was the annoyance she had every time the phone rang and it was like, are you coming to set? And she's like, I just left set. I left set ago. What do you want me to go do now? I have the baby to feed. Um, I could totally see that. There are points in this where I feel like she's written. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the words, but she comes off. I want to say she's written. She comes off as a bit bratty because as you stated before, she gets nothing if all the timelines get destroyed. But she's sim- simultaneously not helping, not willing to help maintain the timelines. But there will be no her if there's no timelines. So she she just, I feel like she, yeah. she, she was just, she was just content on where she was at. You know, she was just living a life. I also think it's one of those things when you build yourself up to do something like that. That's something you've thought about for years. She had been being chased by the TVA for years for being a, mm-hmm. a variant that shouldn't exist. They've been trying to prune her for years. In her yeah, in her mind, apocalypses. They're basically the Nazis in her mind. They're going around picking and choosing who deserves to live, who deserves to die, and she is someone that they have des- said that she doesn't deserve to be here. So when she finally single-handedly stabs Hitler himself, and then her friend's like, yo, I think we need to bring the Nazis back, though. She's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like we're not that. bringing the Nazis back. Like, no, we're not bringing oh. the Nazis back. He's like, yo, come on, but like, we need the timeline. So like, I get that. I, I get it a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things, again, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand where that, where that frustration uh, could end up going. Um, we go through a real quick plot point where Brad Wolf, uh, Hunter X, 05 decides he wants to be a um a movie star. Movie star, um, yeah. The top yes. line, right? 
<laughs> yeah, so they think... Uh, I think the best part of this episode is just the idea of introducing him as kind of a dirtbag and also introducing um, the interrogation tactic of putting someone in a cube. You know, that will never come back. We don't ever got to worry about that. <laughs> God, you know, open and shut case with Brad Wolf. A uh, good thing they didn't have to use it the way they wanted to. Um, but yeah. Not at him anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. As we mentioned, Luke, Loki meets up with Sylvie in her timeline. It's like, yo, I don't know what's going on. You need to come back and help. She's like, nah, I already told you the Nazis. We're not doing that. And then he's like, <laughs> I get to a point where he's like, if you don't believe me, enchant me so you can see it. Like, I'll show you my phone is basically what he's saying. And he's, he's like, I don't care. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to keep making these happy meals. I'm make good. muffins, bro. We out here with McMuffins. She was starting, you know what I'm saying? She was starting to, wasn't she starting to feel somebody almost that they try to, you know? No, I think that guy was trying to hit on her. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That was definitely the other way around. Yeah, absolutely right. What? He was definitely just trying to tell her about the menu. What is? What happened? No, no, no. Later on, she's had the truck. Remember the pickup truck? Mm-hmm. She's oh, she's sitting by the right. pickup truck, and he comes up, and he's like, "Hey, so whatever." And he's like, "Is your mom?" She says, "I'm like, is your mom gonna come pick you up or something?" Right? Like I that? thought he was like 17 or something, and she was just caring yeah, she, about him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. She, she there's no feelings yeah. on her side, but I'm I'm saying, you know, some random woman comes up dressed in medieval armor, gets a job at, at your job, you know, chilling outside <laughs> with a pickup truck. I thought he thought he had it. People were thinking that he yeah. was a Mobius too. That remember that rumor that was going around? Oh yeah. Oh my god. There were people thinking that he was Mobius. That, that that's what that character was. He eventually gets older and then gets pulled from the timeline. Uh, I'm so glad that missed me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm also glad that she didn't go to other problematic times of America. <laughs> 82 is pretty. <laughs> 82 is pretty chill. 82 is pretty soft. There's a lot of other eras. Imagine she would have came in 2020. That's what I'm saying. Like it, things get rough here in these <laughs> states. So she picked a good year. Yeah, 1980. That works. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we find out that Docs wasn't actually even after her. She is tried and true to the TVA, even though she knows that the, the piece, the timekeepers was all BS and it's, it was a guy named he who remains and all that kind of stuff. She still believes in the mission of keeping the timeline intact, which means pruning ultimate, alternate timelines, which means killing alternate versions of people. Now. Do, where do you guys sit on this? Because I feel like a lot of this was supposed to be given a lot more weight, but because I only ever see this timeline, I was like, I, I felt the weight off of uh, B fifteen, yes, expressions and how she reacted because yeah. that's how I, that just off off of Quantum Mania in the first season, they're on lives on these timelines. We don't see it just like we don't see everyone's life affected in our world, like on the mm -hmm. other side of the globe, like. You still have to feel for that in some degree, like trillions of people were just wiped away without without any judgment, no nothing, no they they have a choice. They just right. they were there, now they're gone. That's messed up. That's messed up, docs. <laughs> it is. And she was, I mean, again, through and through. She was down. She that was she uh, was trying to clean up the timeline so they didn't all die. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she knew about the whole the temple, the temple loom, and all that. She was just like, "We have to prune the timeline." She did know; they all knew what. Yeah, she the temple just loom. She yeah, the temple loom didn't get, get crazy. She did the thing know is, she was in the war room. 
Yeah. What, what what ends up happening is one side is trying to find a answer that maintains the branches, and one time yeah. is like let's just go back to what we were doing before and let's mow the lawn basically right. get rid of get rid of the other branches. So the loom, the loom fix is meant to keep people alive. But Docs is not waiting for no loom fix. She got her fix. It's in this bag here. <laughs> She's going to go out there. She's going to handle her biz. But yeah, it is B15 who takes it the hardest. She goes, those are lives. And they found a way to make it matter of fact and cold by just showing it on the on the television screen as it was. It was so matter of fact. You know, it was math at that point. At least it was to Docs. So Docs is like labeled an extremist. She's brought in. She's arrested. Her people are brought in and arrested. Um but this is one of the things that Sylvie fights for as well, because she is a variant. You know, the idea that these people should be allowed and deserve to exist. And to our knowledge, the only reason why they weren't able to was because Kang was afraid of variants of himself. Right? Like, mm-hmm. all of this is not a... It's the, the loom and all that, all of this is just, like, to, for him, self-preservation. And, and yeah. I think Reincarnation, he's... baby. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, he's trying to prevent himself... From starting the multiversal war, like he for sure did and is going to do it if he doesn't like handle the timelines. Yeah, yeah. So like he's just trying to keep a bunch of hymns from acting like a bunch of hymns, <laughs> basically. And that's literally what he said to Loki before he died, right? Like I'm trying to save you from um, save you know me from me or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh. Yeah, it's bugged out, and it doesn't look good. Like we saw the 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 loom and the sacred timeline from that that area of the TVA, and when um after he who remains was killed by Sylvie and Loki in season one, and we heard like, what is it? Um, we've now crossed the threshold. We start seeing a bunch of other timelines start to dart. Now the temporal loom, which is taking all these delicate strands and you know stranding them together to make one sacred timeline, is just out of control like it looks scary <laughs> uh and ob um you know thinks that they either have to expand it to accommodate more branches or die basically <laughs> and uh Spaghetti. they figure out that they cannot get the door the blast door is back open to to affect the loom without a scent a particular temporal aura the temporal aura of he who remains but shy of that maybe they can find miss minutes and get her um miss minutes was up to some shit in this show guy <laughs> she been scheming conniving diabolical just out here is, is this a turn or did you guys call this for miss minutes no she's, she's been crazy oh yeah ever since the <laughs> yeah. hello Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, she cracked. Something right now, but something not right about that clock. <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah, we'll see some clock rocking later with Renslayer. But um, she's no, she's no Jarvis. No, there you go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need like a spam blocker or what is it, an antivirus or some. She, she's got something. We need, we need, yeah, we need. We need we need to fix what the hell is going on over there. But um, yeah, it turns out well, when we saw the end of Loki season one, Miss Minutes had popped up in front of uh, Renslayer and was like, I, he wants you to go here. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. And he's, he's like, well, that's what he wants. And that's the best way. So we find out that where Miss Minutes took her was to Chicago in very late, 1868. 
to drop off a, a TVA handbook to a young Victor Timely, who would then become obsessed with time and everything in the book, uh, will end up creating his own kind of um, prototype loom. Um, and just in overall, is just obsessed with this. He set on a path to become someone very similar to he who remains and miss minutes is loving every minute of it it's like she's building her own boyfriend um in this instance it's very creepy stuff and she spends years protecting him i'm guessing by becoming a big ghost and scaring all the talented people <laughs> whenever <laughs> whenever she feels like it or whatever i really liked this episode the old chicago episode um i really liked victor timely but i can point you guys to articles that say that this performance was terrible and got people uh, basically disliking the show. How do you guys fit with this iteration of um, He Who Remains or Kang? What do you guys think of Victor Timely? To be fair, I think I feel like the audience is going to end up not liking at least one of his variants, you know, because they all got to be different. So yeah. with them being all being different, it's like different flavors of ice cream. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to like it, but all you can do is just the ones that who do like it, just put it over enough. Or even if, if not, if people have tasted that flavor of ice cream for the first time, then the one thing you can do is hope that they like it. And if they don't, they don't. Whatever. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Same here. I appreciated Victor Timely, especially how Kang put the pause to Scott in Quantumania and seeing how this one ran from a fight, how he was like a, a <laughs> trickster or, or a confidence trickster, you know. Yeah. It's the dynamic, like from, from one pole to another, it was I loved it. Cause it just shows like like Flowers said, like these are all different shades, different flavors of Kang that we're getting. And I'm eating each flavor for real. Cause the, it's it's just a testament to Jonathan Major's performance too. Like yeah. but he remains Kang and Victor up next in a panel and let them talk. That conversation is going to be fire because they're all different, but yet they're the same. Yeah, same building blocks, just built in a different structure. Very yeah. interesting. You have Legos and you have Roblox. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, man? What do you think of old Victor Timely? Ah, <laughs> you're hey, you're allowed like to feel how you want to feel. <laughs> Right. Um, I I appreciated it. Like I said, um, it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of more on more so on the fence about it. But like, okay, I liked it more than not liked it. If that makes sense, uh, right? It didn't take you out. Did it take you out? Yeah, it definitely didn't take me out. Like it actually. Okay help the story along if anything i mean it would have sounded kind of strange if he was like smooth you know regular taki kang in right. 1868 i would have been like where do you get that kind of like verbal sauce from that didn't right. get invented yet yeah yeah right. well, it, chicago, it was a black man like, right oh. yeah no that sounded like an 1868 chicago black man what that's what's kind of interesting right is that like when he's doing this whole uh you know presentation of the you know victor timely's temporal marvels or whatever um, I'm digging the whole speech, but I'm digging it because of its weird dramatic pauses, right? Time we can shape is a thing <laughs> <laughs> that we are all aware of. 
And you know he's doing that. He's spinning in his place. He's, oh, yeah. he's doing his whole theatrical thing. And I and you kind of realize he possibly put those those things in the middle so he don't stutter because he just yep, stutter once. Really that that's what, that's what yeah. Aaron said. You know, <laughs> that's he, usually he, what, I learned that in speech class in college. Like you have to sometimes take a pause so you don't say um or or stutter. Or you just you just so da 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 da. right 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 and so he was great on that you know like and once you get him to himself and he's by his lonesome that he is stuttering that he is all over himself um if there's a victim in this show it's victor timely right oh (laughs) man everybody's done for him and he don't know who to trust because it's just he don't know everybody's lying who to trust yeah everybody's (laughs) lying it shit is just going down so he's he's gonna die ten thousand times in a row <laughs> he's gonna die over and over and over again um he was given this book people are after him they're telling him that they need him but then there's another version of loki out to kill him because of what he might become a person he's never met before right like sylvie gets him at knife point and is down to kill him because she's promised mm-hmm. to kill every member of uh this kang multiverse that threatens to come through because she knew what was going to happen when she killed he who remains he said it they're coming and she said well when they come i'll kill him and now we got one and she's down to kill him loki's not down he's very confused on the ground <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with all that kind of stuff but he gives like an impassioned like sleep don't forget um miss minutes wants to fudge yes miss minutes <laughs> not only does she want to fudge she brings him into the room and then like locks the door and it's like let me talk to you real quick so like but you ain't build me nobody. Why you ain't build me nobody? Right. And he's like, and he's like, I don't know who you are. Like, I don't like, I don't have. A, why are you asking me? I don't, I don't have answers here. And it's the first time we've seen her a bit be vulnerable and kind of lay out how she views he who remains. When she was kind of always seen like mm-hmm. a kind of like a assistant, like Clippy on like Microsoft Word or something like that. She like, no, she's in love with this man and thought that the only thing stopping in between them was the fact that she didn't have a body and then she does that weird thing where she puts her head on a mannequin and it's all, on a it's mannequin, all freaky, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's all freaky. That an eye twitch glitch was so creepy right <laughs> so, said, that can be your girl yeah. like uh, red flag number five and and that was red flag number five because the red flag number four before then was when she convinced uh, she convinced victor Tommy to throw ravona's ass off the boat She's like, she's sleeping oh, now. Just toss her ass off the boat. And Ravona wakes up. Remember she's in the she ocean. partner. <laughs> like, what? Wait, wait. Uh, open and shut. Oh, case my there. God. Did y'all, see, did y'all see the reaction? Did y'all see the reaction she was, like, putting out when every time her and Renslayer were talking? Oh, yeah, that shit was, yo, that shit was cracking me up. She was not feeling it. She was just like, why, was are, why are you talking, like, Ramona? What you doing, girl? Like, I mean, Victor was putting that 1800s charm on, on you know, you was trying to right, right, that sassafras right. and get all, get all Ramona. But that's funny bothered. that she just tried to step in as an AI. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess um, when you're AI and you've been around that long. <laughs> and imagine those want, 24, those 24 hours. You go from bringing your little prototype to a, to a world fair that you know is not really going to work. You're going to sell it on the expensive and then run the hell out of there. First chance you get. You get stopped by two gods 
um, you know, it's the people from the future, an AI, and then they all tell you that you're going to bring apart this multiversal war that's going to destroy the entire universe. <laughs> so oh, wait, you need to wait, come wait, with us right now. Wizards. I hate right. they're wizards. Yeah, yeah, they're wizards. Yes, yes. So my man's stressed. My man Victor Timely stressed, but I think he does give a very impassioned plea to Sylvie about not killing him, which is kind of just giving Sylvie back her stuff, right? Like he's giving Sylvie back her own medicine. Like, I'm a variant of Loki. Why would you take me out? I haven't even become the thing that you think I'm going to become yet. The same way, similarly, they try to prune your ass uh, as a kid. You know, you got a second shot. Kind of stuff, and uh, Sylvie's like, "Okay, fine," and, but I love that Sylvie's also like, "Okay, fine. I guess I'm just gonna hang out with you guys for <laughs> a couple of episodes." <laughs> yeah, called me all the way over here. I might as well see this thing through. Um, so, um, so the big idea is to get um, now that they have Victor Timely, he'll open the blast doors, um, and they will now they don't need the extractor, and they need a temporal. Something or other. What's that next thing? What's that next big old? Uh, I just had it here too. Some big temporal something. Th- a throughput multiplier. Oh, throughput multiplier. Are. You know, one of those. <laughs> it's right yeah, there in the closet. Laying around somewhere. Uh, what you talking about? They got them at Best Buy. <laughs> too expensive. Too too expensive, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's... Friday. Hold on. I can grab the temp pad real quick. It's Black Friday. Hold on. <laughs> oh, what is it? A rocks cart? They went to like a rocks, they went to like rocks. a Walmart. It was like a rock rocks on. That's where he met Sylvie. The rocks on Walmart. Yeah, they went to like a rocks on Walmart. Rocks rocks cart. I think it was called or something like yeah. that. That's the that's definitely the, the darkest timeline. Um. So y- yeah, so they they end up the Sylvie doesn't kill him. Um, they decide that she's she decides she's gonna go with Mobius, Loki, and now uh, Victor to help fix the whole Loom situation because they believe that with his knowledge and with his uh, temporal aura they can open the blast doors and then fix it so that more strands can come in and they can save those branches. Um, Sylvie gets some time with Rensselaer because you know they've been beefing. She kicks her ass through a time door, which has to be like her fatality at this point. She just loves kicking people through fucking time doors. She did it to Loki in Loki season one, and she did it to fucking Ravona in this. But instead of just kicking her to a random place, she kicks her ass to the end of time. She kicked Ravona Rensselaer's ass all the way to the end of time. And when they get there, um, Miss Minutes is like, yo, they. His two exes got together. I didn't like this. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact <laughs> that my man's two exes got together, started gossiping. Cause then she's like, "Yo, let me tell you something about you." Cause when y'all were together, he wiped your mind. Did you even know that? <laughs> <laughs> she tried to basically put her down. Like, look, I promise you, this is how invalid you really are to the story. <laughs> yeah, like, like they look. I can I can show you mathematically how much you don't count to any of this. <laughs> And that was that was a bit rough. Um, Claudius, how did you feel about this revelation that basically he who remains used the TVA and Renslayer in charge of it to win the war and then kind of put if, her on the shelf? If you ask, fact. If you're asking me if I feel bad for her, I do not. Because she, she, she Nobody does. is an asshole. That's a little bad for her. <laughs> no. Nope. She was a teacher. They pulled nope. her from that timeline nope. to do whatever this nope. job is. I don't know exactly. Uh, yeah, right on the she, at some point, she went heel and nobody gave her any heat. And I'll give her the heat. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. <laughs> whatever, lady. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, she was a hot mess as a principal, too. When they and talked about her school, and I'll she keep said, giving her heat. I'll keep yeah. giving her heat if I don't find out what, ha- what really happened to her. But that's towards the end. You know what I mean? Elias ate her. I feel like, I feel like I that, to, be, I, to me, if we're talking so. about like parts of the meal that were un- undercooked, I feel like this was a little bit undercooked. I feel like the Ravona stuff they meant to do more with. But then we got stuck with the whole like back in time loom stuff. And then once we finished that, they were like, oh, uh, Elias. <laughs> and then they, and then they, they kind of just left because I had a theory. Be, uh, he who remains has said on two different occasions that Ravona and Elioth are the two things that helped turn the tide in the war. So I thought Ravona has something to do with Elioth because he said he weaponized Elioth. He didn't say he found them and used them. It wasn't a weapon when he found them. He made him into a weapon and then used them on versions of himself. So I thought that there was some kind of connection there. I'm still hoping that maybe Elioth knows Ravona, gets there and is like, oh, what up, girl? I was about to eat you. She's like, yo, what's good? Elioth is basically a giant guard dog. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, remember, it took Sylvie and Loki together to, to that love. Maybe there's still some love between He Who Remains and Renslayer that could be used for old Elioth. <laughs> doubt <laughs> X for doubt <laughs> but <laughs> um, I love I love the grimness of kicking someone to the end of time and literally seeing the man who was the man to remain decomposing there like that's that's bleak for yeah Marvel. That, was, that was yeah that was, that was pretty fire though that shot was pretty amazing that was pretty cool. him decompose I mean time is passing right shit <laughs> first time ever. Mm-hmm. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah, time yeah. is passing. Uh, so I thought that was really, really good. Um, Mobius and Loki tell uh, Victor about the about the whole situation. And then we have the cutest meet cute of the entire show. OB meeting Victor Timely. They, those two together, man. I absolutely <laughs> love that. That was so cool. And they became such big fans of each other. And they're like, you're Oroporus, the man who... This book. They might as well have just finished each other's sentences. And he's like, no, yeah, but I got all my knowledge from a guy from a guy named Victor. And they just won't look at each other. I love later on when Loki's doing it over and over again. He's like, Victor, time the Ouroboros. You guys are friends. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll get through this. <laughs> he's like, we ain't got time for this, bro. Let's, let's, let's kick this up. Um, it's funny watching this episode if you finish the season because it shows how long it actually takes them to start the process before Victor's untimely end. Um, the process that will be done over and over and over and over again until they get it right. But yeah, it was pretty interesting to oh, watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting to watch. Like Because it's not like they get them to the TVA and it's done. Renslayer goes over to the TVA, right? Because B-15 talks to Docs and it's like, yo, Renslayer's here. Miss Minutes is tripping. We need everybody on deck. You was crazy. You killed a bunch of people. But like, if we need crazy, we need them on our team. So you down? And she's like, I'll think about it. And then Renslayer shows up and he's like, you crazy. If we need crazy, we need them on our team. So if you're down to come with us, we'll give each and every one of you your own lives on the sacred timeline. But I like that Docs is like, nah. I forgot. She, she, read, she read her some cold smack. I can't remember what it was. But it was some cold, like, we rather die before, you know, ever working with you kind of shit. And then, oh, yeah. that was real. Yeah, yeah and I, I didn't like her up until then, but the way like she looked at her, like, 
Like you don't even know what any of this is. Like you, the way you talking, all this emotion and anger. Like, what do your worst kind of stuff? She didn't know her worst <laughs> was. They didn't have to do her like that. <laughs> she didn't know her worst was a, uh, a a box, a cube made of energy that will get smaller and smaller. Uh, this box contains her and all of her soldiers, and we watch as this box gets smaller and smaller. We hear the cries, the crunching of bones, the splatter of blood as this uh, as they are compacted into a. Uh, an ice cube of some sort, a time cube of some sort. Featuring this um, minute doing the biggest smile ever. She's chilling. And Ravona again is sitting there like, this is, you know, well, for the good of, of the TVA. Like, this has to happen for the TVA. Which is why, like, her just being gone the way she is in this feels weird. It feels like, I don't think, maybe, you know, she's quite possibly dead. But that actress is a good actress. I hope there's more for her. I hope they find another. Maybe there's another, uh, you know, maybe pull another variant out. We'll see. I think her inclusion in this is completely contingent on whether or not they're keeping Majors and Kang for all of this, which seemingly is still up in the yeah. air given all the uh, allegations and stuff. But, um, yeah, they... Uh, they get to the office. They end up like I said. She refuses, so he kills all. She kills all of them. Um, Sylvia and Loki try to get to Miss Minutes, but she ends up blocking the uh, the elevator, which ends up causing that time loop moment where Loki has to prune himself. Um, Sylvia and Loki end up grabbing uh, Victor Timely. They reset Miss Minutes, and she can't leave without being. <laughs> Miss Minutes. So when she leaves, she's like, "You'll never be him," and then she bounces out. <laughs> we got a. We got down, a. She went down real petty. <laughs> we got that. We got that reel on our Facebook that's been doing well. That says, um, "Bro, the worst she could do is say no," and then she says, "You'll never be him." You'll never be <laughs> him. Oh. Like no, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst right there. She she petty man. She petty. She want to be with him to the end of time. Um. But uh, oh. yeah, does not work. Does not work. I still so, want to know why she's a Southern Belle. Oh, why Southern? Yeah, like why a Southern Belle voice? Like is, that, that is, is interesting. It's it, 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 I thought it was like based off somebody, but like at the same time, like is it? Well, I don't want to sound like I'm saying they sound conniving, but like. <laughs> No. I think it's I think it's kind of I think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's one of those things where you know how um the high evolutionary was like I love earth. Look at all this music I never listened to. It's kind of mm -hmm. classic. I think he saw all the dialects and was like southern charm is what people need when they get told about like people dying and timelines dying and all this other kind of stuff we need to bring some of colonel sanders it, to the it's, tva it's, it's get, hospitable get it's welcoming yeah it's get this, this that oh southern hospitality You're about to get cool. <laughs> yep. thank you kindly <laughs> it's very uh, friendly voice, yeah. <laughs> but i got i got i gotta see man i gotta thank see you. like i said i still think there's some questions left unanswered and quite possibly on purpose uh, if they wanted to, you know, extend this. Um, so uh, we end up getting Brad Wolf to prune Renslayer. Um, Timely uses his temporal order to open the gates. Uh, he goes out to save the loom. The music <laughs> swells. He puts on his suit. He grabs his little, uh, you know, the multiplier thing. And he walks out and instantly, 
instantly Spaghetti. get spaghettified. <laughs> um, now, this is a scene that we will end up being um, revisiting over and over again, and we could quite possibly uh, dull our um, surprise over it. But I got to think you guys were surprised the first time you saw it. Tell, walk oh, me through yeah. the first time you saw the end of this episode where the one person that's supposed to help them not only dies, but seemingly the TVA uh, ends up getting destroyed. We'll start with you, Cloudus Maximus. Now, now what? What the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Really? What? What? What do we go? Where the fuck do we go from here? <laughs> it's over. It's over. That's what it was. That's what, that's what yep. the roller coaster of emotions. The next two episodes are just gonna be a dark screen. That's it. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. What do you guys think of the ending of Loki episode four? Goated episode four always stays the goated in all these Marvel shows. I was salty because on Facebook there's there was a Loki like messenger like thing where <laughs> talk to you, message yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. When episode four dropped and she messaged you and you messaged back, all I said was access denied. Access oh. denied. <laughs> Access to die, like no matter what you say. So I'm like, yo, so this will be the episode five. Like, what? Is, it, what? What are we about to get? They like, what's about to happen? Like, is the MCU gone? Is everyone dead now? <laughs> I, I remember my heart dropping because there was no backup, right? Like once that once he died, everyone looked around and was like, now what? And they were like, there is no now what. That was that was all of it. That was That's it. all the eggs in one basket right there. Uh, but uh. What what do you think of that finale there? Um, I was just like, okay, yo, that's the MCU, y'all. We can go home. It's it's over. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. I thought they were gonna fix it. They didn't fix it. I I think the show might end. What what's the timestamp? Timestamp of the episode. <laughs> uh, it it did feel like an open and shut case, and it definitely felt very uh, Infinity War. You know, it felt it felt very like I, I always think of the line from Star Lord. Did we just lose? Like you're so, I'm Yo, so that's plugged gonna in. Echo, that's gonna echo every time something bad happens. Like <laughs> I'm so crazy. plugged in, and I'm like, okay, we got him, and it's the temporal aura. Miss Minutes is gone. We got rid of Renslayer. We're all here. We're all ready, and it's not even a case of like they put it in and and, and it didn't work, or that they didn't press the button hard enough. They didn't even get out the gate. <laughs> he didn't even get out the gate. Once he died out the gate, I said, awesome. oh, oh. And that's it. Like, <laughs> this is this is it. And like the repeated warnings that this might happen were kind of played as a joke, right? They say it constantly, like, "Oh, you're all your skin," you know, and and all that kind of stuff. And it's played up like a joke. And then when it happens, I'm like, "Oh my, wow, all right." And it, <laughs> it's all of it. It's the um, music swelling. It's the time to be brave. It's 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 the whole it's the whole theatrics of it. It really feels like a hero moment. <laughs> and then he just he just gone. <laughs> So crazy. Um, so we blink into the next episode. Loki opens his eyes from the explosion and sees that nobody's with him. He walks around the office and still can't find nobody. He time slips multiple times. Turns out that's back. Uh, he first time slips to where he finds Casey at Alcatraz. Uh, Casey obviously doesn't recognize him because he hadn't been pulled out from that timeline yet. He slips to 2012 where he sees B-15, now Verity Willis. Interesting name because she's uh, she appears in the Agent of Asgard run. I read those comics um, 
the weekend after the finale dropped. I got some things to say, but we'll uh, I'll say them when I get there. Um, he slips to uh, another timeline where he meets Mobius, who's named Don, uh, who's selling jet skis or I guess personal water craft materials or something like that. <laughs> um, and then he meets uh, Ouroboros. In this uh, timeline, he's called A.D. Doug. Doug helps Loki by telling him he needs everyone in the room together to match their temporal auras so he can slip back to the loom's destruction and save it. So he does gather everyone out. He goes to get Sylvie. Sylvie remembers what happened. They talk about it. It's, it's still the same conversation of, like, save the TVA. We shouldn't save the TVA Nazis, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff comes back up. Um, but she's like, uh, she's like, nah, you good. But then she goes and tries to listen to an album and then everything goes into spaghetti. And she was like, oh yeah, nah, I think someone told me about this. I should probably go back over there. That was pretty fire. And you, I and you know what's funny about that? think about this and, uh, this is happening right now in front of me. So I might want to go help with what's going on. That was there. pretty dope. I like that. I like that. And the f and I don't know why, but I forget she still has that, um, he who remains 10 pad watch doohickey. You know, uh, so when she broke touch. that out, yeah so, she, yeah, so when she broke that shit out, I was like, oh, I forgot you had to get out of there, that girl, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And it's also this thing where Loki keeps trying to express to her the importance of the TVA. They were both set to go get He Remains and kill him. That was the, that was their set mission from the from that episode six, right? And then he ends up being killed. Prior to being killed, he says that instead of him being killed, the only other option is both Lokis running the TVA. They're like, that's never gonna happen. Fast forward to him literally begging her and saying we should run the TVA. And again, all she hears is the Nazi shit. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> They got you too. Like we were done with this. We said we were done with this. And you agreed with me and everything was fine. And even when they brought it up to us that we could control it, we were like, no, no one wants to do that. We're not going to do that. And now you're literally she asking me. Not to to LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're bringing up to me the one thing we said was, you know, ridiculous. But I do love the well-placed line of, she says something like, you're um, like something like uh, you're playing God or whatever. He goes, Sylvie, we are gods. And then he walks away, and I was like, he's kind of right, though. He is a god, man. Like, we all playing him because he's a, a nice little British man in a suit, but that, he's, a, he's a god. He's got god powers. Uh, so he should not be trifled with. Um, I love those little Loki moments he has. Like, yeah. when he was interrogating, like, uh, Brad, and he was just like, remember, I'm a villain. <laughs> yes. And he pulls up the horns or he gets those guys, the, those British yeah, street punks to, to mess with him in the street. It's like, we don't got to go this way, but we got to go this way. Um, <laughs> you know, in this in this episode in particular where he's trying to bring everyone back to save the TVA, um, is he expresses feeling lonesome and, and wanting everyone back because he wants his friends back. Um, something he hadn't really expressed, something he hadn't been vulnerable about for the longest time. And in the grand scheme of Loki... That may seem like an eventuality that he would get to, but we have to remember, this is a Loki that, I don't know, a month ago in the timeline, ripped the man's eye out in Avengers so he can break into <laughs> break into something or other. He's the man who stabbed Coulson. He's the man who, you know, like, sent all those people to, to kill. <laughs> yeah, he basically sent an entire invasion to kill multiple people um, in New York and take over the world. Uh, so this is this is a real hard lesson for him. This whole friends thing, and um, he's willing to have 
He's willing to do whatever it takes to bring these people together, but Sylvie, she's just not buying it. Um, so he does end up getting everybody together. Um, but before Loki could like process anything, the spaghettiness ends up going back at, at it and the timelines are crumbling and we almost get a second version of the snap where all those members of the TVA start to slowly go away. Um, but he already realizes that he can control his time slipping. So he does his best and he gets to slip right before the loom explodes. Um, hell of an ending to that episode. So I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> I was getting mad Infinity War vibes. Just, oh my God. Watching everyone disappear. And, it's like, and watching Moby, it's like, I got to get back to my boys. As soon as he took this, yeah, and just, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. This and, is how I feel like I just love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving the whole, like, um, like, he snaps back to the TVA, he's over the shoulder of OB, and then credits. And then, dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, what are you doing to me right now? I'm bugging right now. Um, really, really good stuff. Um, what did you guys, this is something we haven't kind of touched on, but obviously get touched on more on the finale, which we're getting into. Um, what do you guys think of the whole Mobius through line in this? Uh, he's somebody who is questioned and then downright yelled at and interrogated about not wanting to know about his prior life before being pulled into the TVA. Um, did you guys side with him on kind of not really wanting to know? Did you guys want him to find his other variant? How did you feel about his whole journey in this? I specifically want to point to when he gets chewed out for just kind of wanting to go get some pie. And so he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the fucking well, timeline. First of all, did we, did we see him? Because in the trailer for the for the show, we saw him on a, on a jet ski. He wasn't on the jet, jet ski. No, he never actually rides a, a jet ski in the water in this in this show. No. no. All of it. To be honest, it was it was either I was wondering if we were ever gonna see that because if he didn't care, then why would they care to show us? You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm, we could go with it, and we could also go without it. If anything, I wasn't. To be honest, if it didn't matter to him, so it really didn't matter to me in a little bit. The, just because of off the way he was playing at it, I mean, so I'm like, eh, if he don't care, then I guess I don't care. <laughs> I can see that. What'd you guys think? Uh, I appreciated Mobius Mobius's journey from season one and two, just from him being this dedicated TVA uh, agent, field agent, uh, analyst, to being someone who had his whole belief system shaken to the core that everything that he believed is you know not true to still believe in to a certain degree that this thing that he dedicated his whole life to you know you're, you're describing captain america i just realized <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you're literally describing a man out of time who, who go who signed up for something and was willing to give his life to it only to find out that it was, you know, with Hydra and all that, right? That there's something underfoot, you know, this is not, this is not freedom, it's fear. And how do you deal with the rest of your life knowing what you gave your life to? Um, did you think Sylvie was fair and how she chewed him out about like being a pencil butcher and not really caring about other timelines and stuff? Do you think that held weight or was she just upset? Uh, both to a certain degree, because it was just the dynamic of where they both 
came from when how the TV has both affected them. You know, it's just another day at the office for Mobius, you know, just lines and numbers on the screen and pieces of paper. He doesn't, he doesn't really see like the consequences, ramifications, but Sylvie lived that, those consequences, ramifications of what happens when a timeline isn't pruned or when it is pruned, what happens when you do get pruned, you know? Oh, you know, that's a good point. I don't think anyone's seen as many apocalypses as, as Sylvie. That's where she used to live before, you know, right? She used to jump from apocalypse up. to apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. So she, if anyone knows what they're talking about, it's her. And we're, we're, we, I mean, we kind of like live that life now, right? There's a, there's literally a conflict going on uh, overseas and all we really know are numbers. We don't know people, right? We don't know. It's closer to some people than it is to others because of what they know, who they know, what experiences that they have. But to a lot of people, it's just numbers. They're saying numbers about this. They're saying numbers about that. Um, and some of us are trying to grab people and be like, these are people. <laughs> these are people. <laughs> like, hello, these are people. You can't just do this, you know? And yeah, so I got a, I got a lot of that in this context as well. Um, I think they did a, a really good job um, with that. And it's so weird to have Loki so... This is like a hero's journey this season. Like, he's trying to do uh, something right. Yeah. Like, he's oh, going yeah. out of his way to do something right. And... There's a there's a defeatist nature not only in his portrayal as Loki in this medium, but when I went and read that Agents of Asgard story, one of the most heartbreaking through lines in that is this idea that no matter what he does, he'll always be regarded as the god of lies. So even if he was right or nice or did something right this one time, when he shows up and he's like, hey guys, I got us a pizza, they're like, yeah, pizza with snakes on it. Oh, Loki over here. <laughs> Scott's a you know, like no matter what he does, people always refer to him as how they knew him, how they met him. That happens a lot with family, right? Thor can never see him as anything other because that, that that's how they grew up. You know, um, Odin, you've seen how that treatment went, you know. So that the Loki book, the comic, goes to great lengths to show that you're more than how people label you. But even in doing so, you have to that has to matter to you. It has to matter to you who you are, not necessarily how other people view you because they will maintain that version of you. Uh, to a lot of people, it's more convenient for them to maintain the bad version of you in their head than it is the good one. So you got to let them live that. If they want to if they want to label you for that one moment, that one instance, that one time, that one century that he was kind of a jerk, if they want to, you know, and forget all of what he could be, his potential and stuff, they're going to end up losing out. But it, it's a real personal lesson to learn that it's not about the glory as you'll find out right it's but it's about the purpose and a lot of purposes without glory it's mostly burden it's mostly That's the silent the silent timelines you know that we all hold without complaining or bitching you know for other people for us for our families for you know everybody that we care about the silent burdens that we carry he always saw responsibility he always saw the glory that comes responsibility. Again, the throne, the crown, the kneel, right? That's so important for him, kneel, you know? Um, he's yelling at people to kneel. In this finale, he's like talking like this to Sylvie. He's like, if you complete, you understand the difference, of, uh, the difference in what he views as respect and the things that he wants. Now he doesn't want 100 people to kneel. He wants this one person to understand him. You know what I'm saying? The way... His whole mindset, uh, mindset shifts in this series, I think, is, is, is pretty remarkable.
Um, oh yeah, Facts. character development on point. He, he learned the lessons that failed that Thor failed to learn the first time around. Yeah. Which got him banished to Earth. Like Thor, like Loki learned it just by from his experiences with with Mobius and Sylvie, which ultimately, which he didn't want, but he earned the throne, the the throne of all time. I would say in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I appreciate that, like, even through Mobius's own character development, a little side story, he was still, like, really helpful to Loki. Yeah. In fact, he was his first friend for real. Yeah. Yeah, they, they like, have that. I, I, I was even surprised, even in that first episode of this season, when it got so close to the Blast Story's closing, he could have just been like, well, there goes that crazy, crazy wizard guy I knew for a couple of years right? <laughs> you know, for a little bit of time. But he, like, stood there. He was willing to sacrifice himself in that moment. It just shows... Um, how close those two have gotten, and um, there's something, uh, there's something obviously hilarious at the face of what we're about to talk about with this next episode, but that hilarity then just gets compounded with tragedy because it goes to what I'm saying. It's almost as if, and this is something stated in the first season, right? I think even by Sylvie, what makes a Loki a Loki is that they lose, that they're losers. I seem to believe that they are losers when they go for the things they're not meant to go for. Correct. Loki's that are constantly fated to be selfish, that are constantly fated to be treacherous and betrayers and usurpers. Uh, those guys will always lose because they're doing it for the wrong reasons. And because that's all the Loki's ever been, <laughs> he's always been destined to lose. Uh, but we're about to see, he's about to write his own story as he's, you know, as we, as we'll get there in a bit. But um, I thought that was very well done and very well said. I kind, I, in my opinion, eh, you know, tug at the tug at the shirt a bit. I think he has a better arc than Thor has. I might blame that just on Love and Thunder, though. <laughs> I think they could have gone to somewhere because Infinity War, he's somewhere, and one could argue even in Endgame, he's somewhere. You know, there is, there's an, you know, there's an arc, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like laughs it all off for a movie <laughs> in Love and Thunder, and <laughs> we kind of just like get past it. But like, I remember him sitting there when he's thinking about. You, he's talking to Rocket, and he's like, you know, for thousands of years, bastards have been trying to kill me and doing this and the third, and no one has succeeded. And the, and then like he's like almost shedding a tear because this is a whole entire life that he's lived, you know, very different than Loki's, but same burden, same you know, looking for that purpose kind of stuff. And I never felt they got there. I mean, the closest thing to the bring me Thanos moment happens in this episode, right? That that I iconography. The, the vision that we see at the end of this episode is something I think is going to be burned in my mind when I think of the MCU for quite some time, especially when I think of Loki. But uh, let's get into these details and wrap this up. So, bum, 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 bum. Uh, now having a second chance, Loki tries to go faster, but it doesn't work. Uh, he tries multiple uh, strategies, going faster, jumping earlier, but none work as he is caught in an infinite loop with no success. Um, I, I loved, <laughs> I loved all this. I loved him um, decide. I loved him like constantly going through the first speech of like, get down there, press the button, yada, yada, yada. And he's <laughs> like, oh, but then he's like, oh wait, there was a whole thing of Miss Minutes and Renslayer. Let's cut all that out of the episode. Let me get <laughs> so all the way over everything. there, grab his ass over there, bring his ass down. I loved that earlier and earlier thing. I loved him bringing him down and showing him the diorama and be like, okay, you guys met. Everything's Gucci. Um, but then uh, he's talking to Ouroboros and he's like, okay, how long is it going to take you to teach me everything that you know? 
And he's like, uh, a very long time. And then Victor Tommy goes, centuries. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, they're not about to. And then the screen goes black and it goes centuries yep. later. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, really going to hit us with that? They're going to do us like that? For real? I'm like, you are bugging centuries. That's a long time, man. I'll never live a century. Well, knock on vibranium. Where's the vibranium in here? Um, that's a long <laughs> time, man. And centuries just to learn something. Um, it takes centuries. He learns it. He uh, directs Victor Timely. This is my, besides the, the big moment at the end of this, this is my favorite part of the episode because he talks to Victor like a father talks to a child. <laughs> he doesn't want to break whatever he's holding or fall on their face. The patience he has in this moment because it's something he's done multiple times. And then in my head canon, I want to believe there are timelines in which he did yell at Victor and that caused him to drop it. Where he did rush Victor and that caused him to drop it. Where he was a little bit more forceful and that caused everything to go to shit. So now he's realized, be brave. Keep walking. I told you not to drop that. Don't Just put it, it down. It's gonna roll. Don't, don't, didn't I tell you not to put that down, Victor? You're being, back sober. <laughs> being sober. All of that played so well. It did play like a man who's done this over and over and over again if you ever got a tutorial by somebody who's done anything a million times they are that calm and cool and collected with it and when you mess up they're like no what you meant to do was this so i i liked his attitude when he tom hiddleston was really killing it in that moment <laughs> especially with the microphone be brave you're being so brave right now you're being that so shot. <laughs> i thought i thought sylvia was gonna get hit to it there were several moments in which she gives him a look like what are you doing why are you acting this way but she never she never bites. I need answers. Wait, I need answers. So I'm confused because, like, now that you said that, that reminded me of this whole concept I'm confused about. Because, like, is she not as powerful as Loki? Is like she had some moments that, like, made me just confused <laughs> about whether or not she was a Nexus being and, like, whether she oh, had right, that right. variantness part of him. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, I now I like because of what happened. She seems like a Loki light. <laughs> okay, okay. I can see that. I can see that. I was, yeah. to be honest, I was getting the rules of this universe told to me as I watched this. There's a lot of the spaghettification thing I was very confused about. I was like, why is it happening here? Is it happening everywhere at once? Is this only because these are variants? Like, And then at one point when it happens with the Mobius and Loki, I thought Loki was going too. I was like, wait, is he leaving too? What's going on here? I had no idea what rules. And I think that's kind of, again, like I said, I think that's kind of on purpose. So that when we ask these hard questions, they go... Well, I mean, it's all—it will all be revealed in time. And like, hey, hey, you, 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 you didn't you didn't cross the T's, you didn't dot the I's. It's, it's okay, it's cool, we get it. Um, so he does it. Uh, he completes the mission. He saves everyone. There's a whole big thing about it, and even I'm like, we did it. I'm like, the episode is over. We'll 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 put some pins in like where's where's Sylvie going? Where's Loki going? Maybe you know Loki's the new judge of the TVA. Zoom, 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 zoom. I'm like, what wait? <laughs> and they're like, it's not working. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not working? It's been centuries, it's been timelines, it's been timelies. What do you mean it's not working? I felt everything that Tom Hiddleston was able to show in his face in that moment. Just the defeat. That it is this meant to happen? This there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. What do you guys feel when Victor finally hit that button? It finally looked like things were working. 
Went off or not? It was just it was just too much, bro. I I want to say if it was less, but I'm not, I'm no expert in yeah you know loom activity, <laughs> right? But um, I wasn't. I thought that was it. I thought that was our fix. I honestly thought that was our fix. So when so when it was like. When it didn't work and it started to overload, I'm just like, oh man, fucking now what? Now what? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, literally from, yo, we got Victor Timely. Yo, we got his aura. We got the extractor. We got here. We got him. Oh, he got spaghettified. All right, we gotta go back. All right, century started that. Like, I finally we got here. I was like, yes, we are here. We got it. Yeah. Oh no. What the fuck? How? <laughs> no. No. Oh no. What? What the hell? Five six episodes of this? What what what, what is the answer, Lord? He who Living Tribunal. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> and unlike and unlike the other episodes that had those dire endings, we knew there was not another episode coming after this. Right? Yeah. So that yeah. Go ahead. Oh my gosh! I, this is this is exactly the reason we have to take anxiety medication. <laughs> why in the world would you put centuries into making something work for it to still sit here and fail some kind of way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was genuinely upset. I saw way more than it should have been. I saw real life in that. I didn't appreciate that whole concept. I yeah. was just like, I don't. What? What? <laughs> And you got to think, right? Like, ultimately, this season is a pretty clean-cut season as far as the events that happen, right? Like, they break the loom, and then they have to find a way to fix the loom, right? There's a lot of back and forth with time travel. There's a lot of back and forth with getting Victor Timely, Miss Minister, and Rona Renslayer. But that's, that's the basic outline of it. It was the writers that drug us through centuries of, again, training, grabbing people, getting the multiplier, you know, uh, getting to the right timeline, getting centuries of, of knowledge. They really, we felt the weight of everything Loki had to do in this moment. So when it didn't work, it really started to make you think if there was some truth to the idea that all Lokis lose. Um, but already in my head, I'm like, well, who <laughs> remains don't got to die, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, if we're talking about like the real, the real moment, the real moment is when you stab them. So like, if all of this is because you stabbed them, we might want to go back and unstab them. And that's, that's what he does. He goes back to the Citadel at the end of time um, and uh, tries to stop Sylvie from killing he who remains. However, he realizes that the only way to do this is kill her. He is a better man than me. Because once I figured, once I would have found out that, it would have been one life for the rest of the timeline. But my man really, my man really digging Sylvie. Uh, what do you guys think on that? Are you, are you team Sylvie got to go in this instance? Or is, uh, is there a better my head. Yeah. I'm just, yo, I was, I was almost there. I was trying to, to be honest, I was trying to trick myself to make myself be like, make me feel like it was okay. So I'm like, well, bro, you're going to have it. Yeah, I'm like at this point, I don't know, man. It, you're gonna have to we'll kill go get her. McDonald's afterwards, bro. You know, <laughs> kill her, go get McDonald's. That was the only way I was starting to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. Um, on behalf of my species, 
as an entirety. Uh, she was way too emotional about that. Um, yeah. She really like women the out of that situation. Like that was it was hardcore womaning she did. She right. literally he was so nice of him not to kill her because I'm sitting here like kill her. She's really messing up a lot because she's just <laughs> being so emotional about this. Sylvie, yeah. stop it! You're you're good. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I do love that you kind of get that moment of like um when when you know Cap sees his other self and he's like uh I can do this all day and he's like yeah I know it's like similar <laughs> thing happens where she's like if you want to kill him he's like yes I gotta kill you yes I understand I get it <laughs> we went over this <laughs> over and over again um and I just love the <clears throat> see you soon. <clears throat> Yeah, the background and stuff. Yeah, that, that was whole time, he was <laughs> back there playing with that. It seemed like he was talking to Loki about that. See you soon, because he knew yeah, what was yeah. up. It could, it could very well be that. A hundred percent, it could be double speak. If anyone's double speaking, it's his ass. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll see you soon." When you realize that this is not the way it works, you'll be, you'll be back here again, and we'll be having this conversation again. He was um, so frustrated in the background with all of that. He's, he was like being really extra with a little stabby sound. He's like, oh. the whole time and the thing is i guess what also doesn't help is that we've been doing this scale right of like what could be sacrificed for the greater good all season and we're like maybe not a whole set of timelines and maybe not even a singular branch timeline one person i mean one person maybe but this is the first person since thor and maybe Mobius <laughs> that he's cared about, you know, and definitely the, the first person to like look at him instantly and be like, you know, like not instantly standoffish or any of that kind of stuff. You know, they have they share that moment on Lamentis. He sings like the very first time I ever heard Loki ever sing. He sings with her, um, you know, so he definitely has a lot of stake there. But yeah, it basically gets put on the table. He has to either it's the sacred timeline or nothing. Uh, the loom is a fail safe. Where if the multiverse opens, everything gets destroyed. Um, so it's either kill Sylvie or kill he who remains. Um, and he slips into an interrogation, into the interrogation room from episode one. He talks to Mobius. Mobius basically tells him that Renslayer killed a kid, right? Like <laughs> that Renslayer pruned some kid. Yep. Pruned a kid. That sounds like her. Yeah, that he refused to prune somebody, but Renslayer did, and, and thus, in doing so, he was able to see... Because if he didn't prune the kid, more people were going to die. Renslayer did prune that kid. So, um, uh, she actually saved lives, and through this, Loki realizes that purpose comes with a burden. Um, they shake hands, and then Mobius goes, and it's another little sad moment. Um, he goes right before Sylvie dies in the AD Doug timeline, right before he initially snapped back um, in the last episode, the ending of the last episode. And he asks her what she should do, and she tells him that he should let the multiverse be. He then realizes that he could do that if he replaces the loom with something better. He slips back uh, to before the loom's destruction and says goodbye to everyone. This was another well-acted scene because they're all acting as if all this is happening for the first time. And he's doing his own plan. He's already walking downstairs. <laughs> he's like, I ain't got to look, look. I ain't got to really tell y'all nothing. I know no what I'm going to do. No nothing. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, he's like, I know what I'm going to do. And y'all be happy for it. Uh, I ain't got time to explain. I've had a day. And when I say a day, I mean like several centuries. <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> I've got, like, I'm done with all of this. Um, 
So he says goodbye to everyone before going out on the gangway himself. Uh, a poster has gone viral, basically, uh, uh, where we connected a line he says in this moment to a line in Thor 1. Have you seen that, A-Rob? People are sharing oh, yeah. the hell out of that clip. Uh, because there's a moment in Thor 1 where Odin is holding on to uh, Loki's staff, or uh, Loki's holding on to Odin's staff as Loki is falling off the Rainbow Bridge, or what's left of it. And Loki says, I could have done it, Father. I could have done it for you and for all of us. And uh, Odin says, no, Loki. And then Loki just drops. Um, and in this moment, he turns and he looks at Sylvie. And he says, I could do it. I could do it for you, for all of us. I know what kind of God I need to be for you, for all of us. Repeating that line. And you, we can see what he really means in that moment as opposed to before. Where, yeah, for all of us. Me on the throne. Yeah, come on. Uh, kind of stuff. Um, but that gets said really well. Um and I'm like, okay, what's about to happen here? Because I got no clue. I have absolutely no idea. Like, he was so sure when he had the conversation with Sylvie. He's like, oh, I could just make it into something better. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so you're about to find out. Doors open. Radiation starts ripping his clothes to shreds. He starts walking. We start getting a badass rendition of his theme song. I'm sitting here like, what? What's about to happen? Now, initially... I thought he was getting younger. I thought that's why the, we were getting robes. Because I thought he was going to like, a, I thought the time radiation <laughs> was hitting him. And I was like, this should, this, Marvel would be the type, you know, um, where he gets hit with so much radiation that he's like Kid Loki now. And now we got Kid Loki in the MCU, like walking around. You know, <laughs> he's just been hit with radiation. He still remembers fucking old Loki, but it is what it is. He's getting hit and getting hit. And I'm like, oh no, he's not turning. He's just getting like more of these, he's adorning robes basically. Um, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. We see his little slippers. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Then the horns start growing. And I'm yeah, like, oh, hold on, hold on. Them slippers were clean as fuck. Yeah, those they were. I, I couldn't rock them. I'm jealous because I couldn't rock them. I couldn't pull those off, man. <laughs> I couldn't pull those. Off. I ain't got the ankles, but he does, and so he was able to. He was able. <laughs> he was able to do it. He was able to kill it, kill the look. Um, but yeah, when those horns started popping up, I'm sitting there like, man. And one of the more, uh, one of the gorgeous shots is from behind when he has his hands up, and all you see is the light from the loom, his hands, and the big ass horns. And I'm like, what were you meant for, Loki? What are you here for, bro? Like, what? Is, you saw something. You knew what needed to be done. What are we about to do here? Because I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea what he's doing with his hands. I'm like, is he just going to, like, plug it in and it's all going to be over? But no. He destroys <laughs> it. He rips the loom in, in twine. In, betwixt. <laughs> he, destroys the, he destroys the loom. He destroys it. Uh, all the timelines fall before him dying because the loom uh because there's no loom so he basically grabs these dying timelines like ropes and carries them with him through a rift to the end of time he then sits at us at the citadel at the end of time on a throne and creates a new loom basically centered around him but instead of it resembling a loom it actually is, resembles the tree of life idrasil um and basically by by choosing to be the loom, he has, I guess, doomed is not the right word. Is it doom? He's resigned himself to being alone at the end of time for eternity. And he has been tasked to watch time for eternity. The man who was afraid to be alone picked his lot in life and has chosen to sit at time, at the end of time alone, if that means everyone else being happy. Alone, Huge always, moment. for all time, bro. 
For all time, always, bro. Talk to me about this moment, guys. What did you guys think when you saw this? He got the dub, but took the L at the same time. So, like, that's the life lesson he had to learn. Like, with burden comes, with purpose comes burden. And that's a heavy burden because the heaviest is the head that wears the crown. Yes. um, I, um, I was, I downloaded the episode to watch on the plane, right? Coming mm-hmm. back from family vacation. And I tossed that thing on, bro. That, that episode lasted at least probably like an hour and 20 for me because I kept going, going back. <laughs> 10 seconds back, 10 seconds back just to watch that whole thing. And I'm just like, oh man. And then I'm like, he's going to, he's going to be stuck there because he's not dead. He's going to yeah. be stuck there. He chose that, you know? So for, for him, it's like, it's like if you'd have told me that that guy would have been doing this, you know, at the end at the end of time, he'd have sat his ass down to protect the the all the timelines, you know, it's huge. Or just to, bro, I would I would have smacked myself. I said, shut up, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> that guy, the Loki guy, that him? Nah, bro, shit, oh, heavy, 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 and he's still there, and he's still gonna be there, you know. <laughs> What'd you think, A Rap? <laughs> oh, like, like I said, like it, heaviest is the head. Like that burden that he has to deal with it, it, is going to be eternal. And I really hope we get to see, like you know, the sun, the sunshine on the Otis and brothers again sometime in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. Because like this ain't the end of Loki's story; it's right. the end of the Loki series <laughs> for now. Did you have any idea of what he was doing when all this was going on? Did you know he was oh, going to break the loom? I. Did not see that coming. I saw like concept art, you know, but I didn't like think that uh, deep until you know, take everything with a grain of salt, you know. But yeah. boom, him taking the throne, him being king of the multiverse or the god of stories, whatever y'all want to call it. I did right. not see it coming at all. I if you like, like Claudius said, like if you told me this like ten years ago, like Loki was going to be like the king of the multiverse, you he's going to be the hero. I would be like, man, stop putting squirrel tails in your blunts. Stop, <laughs> stop smoking moose knuckles. Just stop. This what happened to you. Tails. <laughs> Jesus. It seemed like while I, you didn't call it, someone at your household did though. What you did? You actually call that this was going to happen? She was going to break the loom. I knew he was going to, like, that part, yes. What he was going to do with the timelines, though. Because, like, once he stepped out, I was like, okay, he's obviously going to go, like, do something with them, which would start by breaking the loom. I didn't know he would mm. be able to, like, do that with the timelines. Um, yeah. That surprised me. However, nobody's mad about this, but we're all mad at Captain Marvel for taking the whole movie to restart the sun. <laughs> she did. She did take the whole movie to restart the sun. <laughs> But we're not mad that like he did. He took centuries to just do the <laughs> timeline and stuff. Like what? He did. Like, oh, he did. He did the. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll just do it my way. He, he literally the, the took the branches. Rice. He literally took the branches and turned them into the tree, bro. Turned them into the tree. So fire. He did it. I will. I will say. Um, I watched funny. this episode again immediately after I watched it the first time. Um. And I think it's a perfect episode because it starts off, we already know the stakes, the stakes are high, so it has tension, but it starts off with comedy, the various times that they're trying to do it and Victor's just dying over and over again. You know, we get some lovely moments between him and Sylvie. It goes through all the emotional roller coaster, you know, and I, I would look through, but it probably goes through all the stages of grief before his ass came to acceptance. He's like, I guess I'm going to have to sit on that, that throne. 
you know, we went through the denial and, and rejection and, and then you try to barter and all this guy, baby, I'll just kill Sylvie. Like he's trying, he was trying to go through all of it until he eventually got to where he got to, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we see that in the aftermath, the TVA um, becomes a he who remains variant watching organization. Like that's basically what they're doing. Seemingly keeping the Kangs, you know, making them toe the line, which if is true 100% and they're able to do this 100% means we actually don't get the Kang Dynasty. Loki prevented the Kang Dynasty and thus we might not be getting, uh, we might not have to worry about Jonathan Majors showing up as Kang uh, later on. I think that was MCU's point. Yeah, that that they definitely put it there. Now, obviously, he can do anything, right? Like Kang's and variants could do anything. They 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 can switch all this up. To me, the only reason why you make Loki the person at the end of time holding these branches is so that somebody can show up and challenge him. That's the way my mind works. Is that we'll think everything is safe, everything is Gucci, until somebody gets to the end of time and goes, Who are you? And what are you doing? And these are all what? Hmm. <laughs> you know? And then maybe that person is Kang. Maybe that person is Doom. Maybe that person is the Beyonder or the Watcher. But I feel like Loki's going to meet somebody. And the person mm-hmm. that shows up, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, it don't think it spells well for our Odin son. <laughs> uh, you know? Once we get over there, but maybe not. Maybe he just sits there and puppeteers this whole thing for the rest of the, you know, for all time, always. Yeah. What What do you think about the future of Loki, if it will? I mean, we're not to our knowledge, we're not getting a Loki season three. And Tom Hiddleston was asked, and he said on like uh, talk shows that you know this was a culmination of a fourteen year journey. But if they ever call and ask him to come back, he's he's down. It's never it's never truly the end. Um, again, I feel like Secret Wars is the easy in case of mercy break glass to bring any money back because you multiverse all live long day. But I think if you want to set up the next big bad, whoever is going to be the person who creates Battle World, that person needs to kind of deal with Loki, mm-hmm. you know, and get yeah, it from him. And if you saw what it all took to get here, the person that beats him automatically becomes Hulk Hogan, right? So you that you just need <laughs> that you set you setting up you setting up the fight. Now who's gonna be on the other side of that fight? I don't even think Marvel knows right now, to be honest. Oh yeah, no. Um, that's probably why they're taking a full year of no film. By then, the major stuff should be done and dusted, and they can they can sit and, and really figure out what the hell they want to do with this moving forward. I don't think Echo has anything to do with the TVA. Rumors have it that Deadpool three does, um, but maybe they're now they're just like a weird, you know, bureaucracy like Sword and Shield and you know all those other. Maybe they're just a weird side organization now. Um, I did think it was very touching watching, um, uh, Mobius go back to his timeline and he's just like, I just want time to pass. I was like, oh yeah, you've never like felt time passing. Like that seems like such a thing us humans have to deal with. And the fact that he's never had, like he obviously before he became a TVA agent, he had to deal with it. But yeah, like something as little as that, it's this kind of stuff that Sylvie saw when she goes to Burger King and she just sees people eating and talking. She's like, I want that, you know, it's the little things in life. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, it basically ends with the TVA becoming a, who he who remains watching organization. Renslayer gets, uh, you know, seemingly destroyed by Elioth. 
Miss Minutes is rebooted, and Obi's like, she still might kill us. We don't know, and we don't know. So be on the lookout for a Renegade Miss Minutes. I feel like the Renegade Miss Minutes is there in case we do get Jonathan Majors back. She'll be like, you thought you thought he was gone? You thought my boo was gone? <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's, lo it's love forever. I'm bringing his ass back. Um, and then we it kind of just ends with Loki holding on to all the various timelines. And we I guess we get this idea that he can sort of kind of see, oversee everything, right? Like he sees Mobius, right? That's why he smiles. Um, he can he can see with these timelines, and uh, he's destined to be there at the end of time holding it. It's the kind of epic ramifications I expected, given everything that had happened thus far in the universe and everything that happened thus far in the show. So I was thoroughly impressed, and I thought they did a terrific job um, in being able to put a, a a button on the end of this. But I don't fault them on not being able to be definitive about Kang because they don't know what the what the deal is with that. Um, uh, a Rob, do you see a clean a clean get out here? Would In terms of what we just, we just completely dropped the Kang of it all. Uh, I'm kind of beside myself when it comes to the Kang of it all. Like I really want to see the rest of the story that they build up for so long to continue. But at the same time, the other thing that can be replaced Kang also is like enticing me as well. Yeah. So I'm a little bit beside myself. Yeah, I can dig that. Cloudus? Uh almost the same as him, but I don't I don't want the whatever decision they make, I don't want I don't want anything to be rushed. because I, I don't want anything to seem phoned in. I'm hoping this major stuff clears the air. I'm hoping um I'm hoping he, it goes in the right direction where we get chance to he's actually you know innocent and stuff and i feel like that's the only way we hang on to him you know and then we get the story that they really want to tell otherwise if not then they're just gonna they're just gonna go plan b and they gotta fast track that at some point if they if that's the way they want to go and that's what i don't want but uh and i i, I like doom bro <laughs> so that's gonna yeah. happen eventually. I also, too, but I also I really like Majors, man. I really yeah, like. Yeah, I, I do too. Even I when he too. came back as he who remains the second time, he was like, "Oh, have you met Victor t t Timely?" And was he asking <laughs> about the, the Loom? I was like, "You jerk! That's one of you, bro." That's a that, was, that was the rudest shit. <laughs> it was so was rude. Like, <laughs> but he came back and brought another layer to, of that too. You know, like, do you think this is the first time we've had this conversation <laughs> stuff? And Timely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a, he's such a jerk and um you know i really thought he did a great job and i i could almost feel like jonathan majors had some stuff to say when he's victor timely he's like i've not done anything you want to just end me here you, you know like I, I i i you know i'm going i'm i have places to be you can't just judge me on the things that you've heard or that you think are going to happen in the future etc and so forth i'm like you better not have done it jonathan you better not have done it we need you bro that was a bullshit. I hope all people who are guilty get exactly what's coming to them. <laughs> in my vague, that's my vague Marvel spoiler. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they all get put in a cube and the cube gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, if you choose to harm innocence, I think that's just what you know. We should we should try to find a way to make that happen in real life. But um, yeah, man, I I don't necessarily need a a season three of Loki. I would like the TVA to be a mainstay. Um. It'd be, it'd be a, a really cool place to pop in and out of, especially if we have 
any time travel heroes like a cable you know um that it'd just be really cool for him to stop like that becomes customs where he has to like stop by and you know check his gun or whatever the hell before he goes to his next timeline um but yeah did this leave you wanting in any way is it or are you guys good with the way that they kind of close all this off between mobius uh you know ob b15 etc and so forth that's hilarious you just call loki customs <laughs> <laughs> um i figured the ending was a nice was a heavy 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 episode the ending was and i just feel like we wrapped it up in a boat and the only thing that i could probably want from it is just to see him again i don't really need a um another season i just you know where he's at is perfect and as long as i see him here and there a couple of times i think i'll be all right yeah same i agree like i definitely like i said before i want to see the sunshine on the Odison brothers again i want to see an even more powerful version of thor meet this powerful version of loki and to see where they're at at that time in their stories or their current arcs in the mcu like i <laughs> I don't believe this is the last time we'll see Loki. Like, I truly don't believe that. Like, he's too good of a character. He's not dead. He's just chilling. So they can bring him back and bring him in anything at any point in time. And for the record, he's not even our Loki. Our Loki is dead. You yeah, know right. So for, them, so for them to make us care, like, if he was really ours, ours, I think that was fire. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking... The person that Thor adopted was made by Eternity, right? Yeah. Yep. Eternity and time, like that, that, that's got to be some sort of connection, right? Like if, if he's hanging around with the product of Eternity, <laughs> can that lead him to the end of time? Does she know where the end of time is? You know what I'm saying? There's got to be some, some sort of connection. Eternity's time skills. They got to be some sort of connection. Well, they got all the way over there without no Infinity Stone. They used Stormbreaker, I think. Yes. They got all the way to Eternity. Uh, uh, hmm. damn you, Norse gods, always planning things behind our back. <laughs> centuries, <laughs> centuries of time, centuries. Um, but yeah, uh, anything you guys have left to say on the series as a whole before I start plugging things? Hopefully, oh. we get a season three. Oh, so I don't, <laughs> I agree with Claudius, I don't need a season three. Um, I do like as long as he just keeps popping up. However, I would not be mad about like just a little TVA spinoff and yeah, just, yeah. like what all the agents are doing because like I appreciate what made the show. One of the things that made the show so awesome was just that like all the acting weight was not just on Tom. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was decently distributed. So like I feel like it's something that could be like. You know, it's not something that, like, hey, we got to look for. But, you know, if, like, for some reason on a holiday special, we just got, like, a little TVA spinoff, like, would not yeah, be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I don't even go so far as to say that I, uh, um, unfortunately, I, I, we, we didn't talk about it. But I do think that while this is an, uh, while this show is an episode in the episodic Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of the things I will miss if we don't get this back is this show has a very distinct look. I think they pull off very well when it comes to the colors, when it comes to the uniforms, the technology, the way it's shot. It's all done very beautifully. And as I kind of hinted with the finale, the music sometimes, man. Really, oh really, really God. good Natalie stuff. Hall. Natalie Hall That's did the I, I got a, my own personal, you know, like, I got my own personal excited moment because earlier in the season, we had a poll up 
over which theme was better, the TVA theme or the Loki green theme. I'm partial to the green theme. TVA theme is popping, though. Both of them made by Natalie Hall. So when we got that remixed version of the green theme in the finale... <laughs> oh my god i don't even know what just happened but like it was oh yeah my microphone switched real quick but yeah, yeah I, was I, was like, like, I was like it was perfect reaction though because it was just like i just cut yeah my microphone just cut out <laughs> no like i i think it's one of the coldest marvel things music wise in a long time oh, oh yeah it was some boss level like King of Harlem, <laughs> you know, sitting on the throne kind of stuff. Like I was sitting there, like this is this is Gotham. We at church. Sit down, <laughs> uh, you know, now rise for for uh, King Loki. I was like, damn, that was that was that was cold. So yeah, finally, halt a job somewhere else. I was reading the agents of of Asgard comic, listening to the score for uh, what they had up to, up until um, now, because they don't have the I don't think episodes four, five, and six out yet officially, as far as the Loki soundtrack is concerned. So because they have episodes one, two, and three, I'm listening to that, and occasionally it would play the Loki theme, but in the old Chicago style from the <laughs> from the timely episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, yeah, yeah, you know, or the Marvel, the opening mark, the thing, 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 ding, 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 but with the old tiny <laughs> piano, really, really cool stuff. It just show, goes to show you how inventive uh, she was with music and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm keep these people around, and I think that they are. I think that um, uh, Morehead and some of these other people that have worked on this show are now spilling into other projects in Marvel as you know they become quality control because this was quality. And somebody needs to control it. Somebody needs to hold all the, all the timelines. Uh, it would be, it would have been funny as hell. Loki would have grabbed all those timelines and then looked across the hall, and it's Kevin Feige. He's got a bunch of timelines in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, first time, bro. It's it's hard, man. And no one's there to thank you. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough stuff. But. Good thing is, no matter where Loki goes, uh, time will remain, and that means that we will remain. We will be the who remains as uh, we continue our journey covering the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We are doing our best every single week to uh, recap and review some of the greatest books. Uh <laughs> stories and television shows out there uh next week like i said i believe it's next week we're doing gen v if not we're doing it very very soon superman and lois on the deck for season three will be covering that mask of the phantasm his 30th anniversary this year can't wait to dive into some of that we got some really really cool stuff and then we'll be doing our year in review where we'll be tackling all the controversy we got this year boy did we get a lot of it um and then doing our predictions for next year but the only way you guys can find out how all that comes about by going to comicbookclick.com comicbookclick.com is our one stop for everything comic book click merchandise um, merchandise articles written by us and it's the quickest way for you guys to support us if you hit that shop cbc link you can buy merchandise designed by me and we get a kickback of every single thing purchased black friday is coming up so consider that uh people they're good quality shirts we see obviously my man a rob rocking one of them right now gang gang mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying for life so he uh yeah consider getting that we get a kickback of that 
if you want to give us money and don't expect, don't necessarily expect something material, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here as we try to afford the hardware and software we need to keep providing content free of charge for you guys. Uh, we got some pretty interesting things coming down the pipe. Uh, so yeah, consider, uh, helping us support that way. If you can't support us monetarily, Rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. If you recommend our podcast and people looking for our kind of content, uh, will find us easier on these podcast directories if we're highly rated. So try to rate us high if you can uh, so we could find the rest of our people. We're looking for our other variants across the timeline. Help us snatch those people up um, and get them on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full. But we really want to talk to you guys. We're really trying our best to expand our social media horizons we are close to doubling our numbers last year um in uh, in terms of social media uh, half of that goes to all you guys working hard out there liking sharing and subscribing our stuff the other half of that goes to a rob the marvel god going out there and putting out quality posts sharing quality posts and getting our name out there so thank you brother because yeah we're we're itching in right now on 18k last year we ended at 9k so that would already be a double. I think we could hit 19. I'm going to try to hit 19 40 years out. That's, that's going to be my little... Mm, put that timeline <laughs> on. Put that on the timeline. That's what we're going to start saying out here in these streets. Y'all yeah, put that on the timeline. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> put it on the sacred timeline. If it's a branch timeline, it doesn't count. Yeah, oh, yeah. See, I have my fingers crossed behind my back. Put it on the sacred timeline. <laughs> we're going to put it on the sacred timeline. But yeah, man, join the conversation. Go to facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things. Do come to comic books, comic book media. And like I said, major issues is available wherever podcasts are found. Pod Bean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, TuneFind, Spotify, YouTube, and more. I found out that if our episodes are over three hours, they do not get a automatic video on YouTube. So if there are some episodes on YouTube that are missing, those are the chunky ones. <laughs> those are the ones where we will sit here for all time always. But I never regret it. I never regret uh, doing shows with you guys each and every week. Uh, it's always a hell of a time. But um, yeah. Consider rating and reviewing us. Consider buying merchandise. Be sure to follow us on the hashtags and follow us wherever we're going. Um, I'm at Major Issue CBC on Twitter. I'm also at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. We'll be finishing up Spider-Man this week. I want to say maybe Wednesday or Thursday. I'm finally completing Marvel Spider-Man 2. It's been a hell of a blast. And it's kind of crazy because it's one of the games I think ever that I will, I will have all my story mode stuff like documented so I can go back and look at how I looked at certain moments when I was bugging the fuck out about things <laughs> so if you guys want to see any of that stuff consider following us at all the places that we are a Rob where can they find you uh, they can find me basically anywhere at a Rob the Marvel guy you can find me on Facebook YouTube uh, oh yeah and on Twitch my name is Omega Avenger 26 sometimes I have to pay Marvel staff Mm -hmm. sometimes actually i'll play all the time and the game's highly addictive i highly recommend everyone playing it download at least one time get your feel for it especially if you like card games or collectible games it's highly it's it's a game i i very much recommend for you it's so addicting <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome ma'am do you have a place you want the people looking for you or do you not want to be found is, is this the part where i say the grigio fake girl thing yeah. okay yes uh <laughs> 
Oh uh, well, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, at, honestly, my first and last name, Christina Lackey. Uh, more than anything, I wouldn't try to find all the different usernames. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you're never lacking, Miss Christina. We thank you so much for being on this episode and covering all this stuff here. All love, all time, always. If you yeah, will. Jarvis, do you want the people to find you anywhere? I'm, I'm, I'm. Screaming through the timelines, baby. That's you. Hold, just hold him. <laughs> hold him tight, bro. Hold him tight. Let me know you got to use the bathroom. We'll switch out. I got you, broski. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll never forget that. But uh, that's the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I, I am Cloudus Maximus. <laughs> and I'm A-Rob, the Marvel God. And they're all entangled on the sacred timeline. <laughs> Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And this has been. Oh, ma'am, you say bye to the people. Me? Yeah. Oh, bye, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that what and, says? This. <laughs> and this has been our Loki season two recap and review. And remember, whether you're a variant, a doppelganger, or just living in the moment, part of the TVA, Mickey D's, or just want some jet skis. Always remember, it's for all time, always. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.